to Plachat Valorant episode 163. I am back. Ball is here. Josh Wilkinson is here. We're starting right on time. And we have a special guest, FNS, live from, I don't know, California, <laughs> probably. Yeah. You could have asked California. me before we started now. this, man. Uh, California. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. There's a little Dallas, it's, it's, bro. It's Dallas. Been a while. Oh, Dallas. You're literally not listening. Oh. You listened to Barlow when he you. said California. I, yeah, I didn't I heard say Barlow. California. It's what? fine. It's fine. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. I've been out of commission. I don't know what's going on. So I'm here to ask a lot of questions. Things have been happening. There's been a couple tournaments. Josh dropped a three-hour video about the format that gave him a migraine. <laughs> I need assistance. So I, I need people to help me today understand what's going on in the scene. Um, Not much it, is the answer to that, actually. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's actually a, been quite a quiet week. You made a three-hour video about nothing, dude. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> that's the uh, thing, though. The community is just getting so mad about smaller things because the off-season has dragged on for so long, and there's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just just true. boredom is causing malcontent. Josh, did uh. you dye the tips of your mustache? What the hell is going on there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing a charity fundraiser, and one of the things was that I was going to bleach the ends of my mustache. Looks it's awesome. just your skin, bro. I yeah, I know. The that's the problem. It actually just looks like I chopped the end of it off because it just blends in with my face. So uh. it looks shite. But I, I think I can put you some like, temporary like dye on it. Baldur's gay character now. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, you've got some serious distance going on that one. Um, all right, we're going to talk a lot about Americas today. So if you're from Europe, Asia, uh, Get most regions in the world, uh, too bad. Cry about it for a week and we'll talk about you later. Because today we're talking about America only. If you're not free, you're not getting talked about. Sorry. We're going to go over all the teams, a lot of power rankings. Um, but... First, there are some sky nerfs and breeze changes that just got announced in the upcoming patch 8.01. Um, so I'm I'm going down here. If you want to, where do we start at? Oh, we're starting up at uh, breeze. Uh, so they've returned the hall to being open. How God intended the map to be, Josh react i mean it looked stupid beforehand didn't it they just put some gates there and they were like just pretend we never made this part of the map <laughs> <laughs> but i actually thought that the map still flowed all right without halls I, I i thought that the way that they adjusted mid was at least in my ranked games people were actually taking more elbow control whereas previously that was like a forbidden part of the map in ranked at least at the level that i was playing at people were just like nah no interest in going there no interest in taking any mid control on breeze i i was actually kind of liking the way that the map was playing previously I, I don't know i feel like the halls makes it really awkward to look after mid control on defense because you have too many people like needing to float or what yeah because you need you need people on site if you want to actually stop a site hit from coming through like people are often going for five hits or four one plays on breeze and if you don't have multiple players on site ready to try to hard anchor then you're just playing retake and if you have to allocate one or two players over towards mid you're playing retake in a lot of those rounds which I, I don't find particularly to be that interesting of a style of valorant where you're just 
very quickly moving on to the latter portion of the round where you're in the post-plant retake phase. It's one of the reasons why I'm not really a big fan of Icebox is that it just ends up being that a lot of the time rather than having a bit of a push and pull for map control. But, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't really care that much i like in terms of like how the map plays with the the halls versus not I, th I think it was fine either way um i think i like the halls being open because that just adds more things to be doing on the map and i think that's more interesting but like i don't think it changes drastically the way that the map is is going to play like now we have to have somebody jump spotting halls on defense and we have to be maybe throwing that orb all the way down so that you can block the information and threaten stuff and i think that's just more interesting because you're more active but I mean, it was already, it was it was already changed so significantly. I, I was I was kind of enjoying like calling in uh, in premiere and ranked and stuff like that, and having the lyrics go through mid rather than in, than in halls. But I, I again, I don't really care that much. I feel like this brings back the chamber meta, no? Like you have to have a third trip because cipher trips are going to be so easy to break in halls, and by by the Soviet shocks or whatever so everyone all sovas are always going to shock that whereas chamber ships are hard easier to like place and they're easier to hide as well so then that way you don't have to put a body there because there's so many choke points on the map already adding another one back that they previously removed doesn't help the defense at all and the map was already decently attack sided maybe ne yeah. not necessarily on post plants but in terms of the overall picture of the map in terms of map control yeah, so like he was talking about quite a few of the maps recently looking like they are suited towards some kind of double sentinel setup where you're running chamber yeah. and cypher. You have to. And yeah, I feel like that might be an interesting... I mean, I don't think we've ever been in a meta like that. Yeah, he's uh, back. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, bleed number one Bleed's about just a clear because of breeze. this change. Yep. <laughs> I, you guys are the only motherfuckers I ever like seen run double sentinel back on Haven. Like, <laughs> that has never really been a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people are going to be running the Phoenix with it on Breeze, though. I, d I don't no. think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, Crew had that double Sentinel comp in uh, LCQ. Or was it Crew or Fury? Yeah. I can't remember. That shit yeah, it was, was crew. crazy on Bind or whatever. Or yeah, how many, they run it on Haven again. Haven, 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 yeah, it was Haven. How many minutes was that, Kurt? How many? How many minutes did we last? I don't know. It was. It what? was not under five minutes. Though. What happened? What happened? No. Arden, it's okay. Dude, but no, you're going to be receiving an invoice in your email from Mr. X <laughs> after the episode, but it's fine. We all make mistakes. We've been demonetized. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so. Uh, y'all think then we're gonna kind of be returning to the old comp that we'd seen on on Breeze, essentially? I was the, the one that was already map. like coming through in the offseason. It was just the same old fucking KO, um, KO comp. I mean, we did see some interesting ones at offseason events, right? The double initiator, double smokes comps without yeah. a sentinel at all. Yeah, goodbye to those though. Yeah. I mean, how do you play those on the defense no, side? Don't. They were already attack sided, and now it's like, what? You, you just got to run around the map and try and be quick enough that they can't get lurk timings. Well, there. a lot of teams so are trying to tough. do that for the double duelist factor, right? It's just having the Yoru. I think it was Yoru Jet that yeah. they were trying to get through because they don't have to worry about trips at that point. But I don't know if they can do that anymore. I think it might just be a one duelist map now. I mean, for real, this is the worst map pool of all time. Can oh, just, yes. Can we just agree? <laughs> oh, can yes. Can we just agree? Believe I mean, me. any map yes. pool that has Fracture and Haven out is going to be bad anyway, but no. holy cock and ball torture. This is yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I'm playing in ranked and I've never been more miserable. And that's partly because I'm playing badly, but also because I just, a new map, a map comes up and I'm like, I guess. And then the next one comes up and I'm like, okay then. Like, can we get to the good ones? Oh wait, they've all been removed. It's so uh, bad. Yeah, what, what, what's, bad. what's left that's good? Like, split. I like Ascent. It's, it's funny split. because like Ascent, is, Ascent and Split are the ones that I'm... Like, yeah, yeah, even though I want Ascent to be removed, but like, <laughs> it's still yeah. like a good map in comparison to everything else. Yeah. It's just a bit dull, but it's not bad. Right. The, the issue with Ascent has always just been the same meta over and over again. Right. That's yeah. the issue. It's like nothing changes unless Paper X comes out of nowhere and goes, yo, like, I'm, we're done with this normal <laughs> shit. Let's do some fun stuff. But besides that, like, I think Old Loud is the only other team besides maybe some tier two teams that go like Viper Harbor um, on that map. But for the most part, KO clears with the amount of info he gathers. So it's like, yeah. it's always going to go back to the KO meta with Sova. So, well, especially with these fucking star changes. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, the Segway King. You did my job for me. Let's go down <laughs> to Sky and see what's up, which is some really awkward change. I mean, the first part isn't necessarily awkward. All right, they change it so the guiding light, the flash no longer regenerates during a round. Okay, so you're you're locked in with the two. But now the guiding light now automatically activates the flash at the end of its lifetime. Ugh, that is gross. I'm just imagining having to use that in my head. And I don't like it. It's not. That's not fun. <laughs> that's well, just... no, that's not the only time that it pops, though. It, it's not like it only pops at the end. You can oh, still yeah, pop I it mis- earlier. Oh, okay. I misread that. I thought they just. I thought they made it so you have to pop it at the end, which is like. Wait, what? Surely no, not. No, right? no, 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 surely no, not. Because no, 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 that's. No, no. I mean, okay. that would just kill I, Sky. I misread it then, because no, I'm like, no, that no. is a horrific change. If that's what I, it is. I think this change is like to help the noobs, like. Press their button at the end of the oh. thing. <laughs> because yeah. bro, I, I, I'm okay. not gonna lie. I, All right, I got I, really worried there for a second that they just <laughs> obliterated. Nah, nah, that would be crazy. When okay. I, what, like if you want to do a pop flash, you have to spin it around in a circle <laughs> before you, before you no, put like, it out the to, door? Yeah, like you have to do like lineups and, and shit. You have to be nah, flashing your teammates from branded. miles away. That would be very thought, funny though. That's, that's what I, that's genuinely, that's what it red lights me at first. I'm like, there's no, there's no way that's what they're you just doing. just hear the bird for like 10 seconds and you're like, where the fuck is this flash? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this kill. I mean, I, I, this this kills her straight up. <laughs> not not the activation thing, but the two flashes only. That just that kills her. You can't like insta insta flash, for example, be long on bind. Um, uh, you're just wasting way too much later in the round. Um, and that's a major part of the kit to understand like what type of default they're going for. Or I mean, what, bind is a good example of that, right? Like yeah. consistently having to flash long B to clear get info because usually you play two towards B Sky being one of them and now you're only gonna have the two flashes which means after that flash is gone and your dog usually goes through the TP you are useless bot just sitting there with a heal and so what's the yeah. point right you don't really gain info that was the whole reason for uh, Sky again so I think it's just gonna be Silva dominant now. I also I feel like the. <laughs> If there were different compositions that were available where you could run a double initiator, where the fact that she doesn't have the extra flash regeneration might still be useful, then then maybe she'd see some playtime, but any kind of double initiator comp, you'd be rather running... If you're going to pair her with a Sova, you'd rather have the, a the only issue with it rather than this, this guy. 
or even just as as flash duelist sure so that's Ooh. my point is there's so many other characters that can do a better job than sky now you know i mean ko right away it just yeah instantly so, overtakes yeah. How do you feel about this heavy-handed approach, though? Because when you look at their justification, it's like she became too dominant towards the end of 2023, which I agree with. And even though the meta was looking like it was because you bring Cypher more and more powerful, you probably incentivize people to be running this over in order to deal with the shocks. But how do you feel about the heavy-handed approach of, like, we saw too much Sky, kick her into the dust, Let's stomp her for a bit, and then we'll bring her back up? <laughs> well, where, where did we see Sky a lot end of 2023? Uh, what maps, dude? What maps were we even playing? Um, yeah, what maps? We had split constantly. People were playing a lot on Lotus Split. Pretty much every map, no? Other than wasn't on Ascent. Yeah, she wasn't being played on Ascent, and she wasn't being played on half of people's Haven. It was split. It was split bind for sure. Those are the two. Like nobody changed off of Sky. And then I don't remember anything else. That was for sure. Lotus, we had Fade or Sky. Yeah, but most people were running Sky. Yeah, towards the end, yes. And then um, um, you, you had like half of the teams and more and more teams running uh, on Haven alongside that like Omen Viper comp or the Viper Harbor comp. Um, yeah. I think she was pretty consistently like top three in terms of pick rate. Um, gotcha, okay. Yeah. But, but again, that doesn't mean that she would have been heading into next year based on the other changes. Damn, what the fuck? You stopped playing pro for like, what, four months and you forget what the meta was, bro? Let's go oh, yeah, on. literally. Dude, Sky, was so, Sky was literally. so powerful. You were playing it at the beginning of last year for that. No, yeah, at the beginning of the year, for sure. But when they had Pearl, now right. these maps yeah, are yeah. shit. <laughs> like, literally the shittiest map pool. So now to like rethink back to when the mid game was actually good. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know. We'll see, I guess. All right. And yeah. then. Well, no, so, sorry. I mean, just in terms of like winners and losers of this, Sassy salivating, cracks KO meta. He's going to be losing his mind. There's like there's a bunch of players <laughs> who are out here just looking at this, and they're like pu pulling the party poppers, donning the hats, like doing a oh. jig around their room. Okay. Sky's mean, dead. Sky's dead. Ah! <laughs> yeah, they they just got cracks to start playing other agents too. Now yeah, I know. Dude, and it's funny because yeah, what is it. it? There's two three weeks before the season starts from uh, probably like a week before the challengers qualifier starts. By the way, all these teams have been playing. They're like, oh, it I guess so Sky's weird. not getting nerfed, and they're just like, oh. Fuck you! It's gone finally. When they've been trying forever to end this character, they they did say that um, Sky was uh, sorry, not Sky. They did say that they were going to try and sync up the esports stuff and the and the game more heavily. Um, like they said that last year, and yet I, I saw Chet tweet about it too, where it was like we had a fucking six month long off season, and most of the changes are happening right before the season begins. Why? They had so much time to do this. Let's say something, but I don't want to get fined. Oh, wait. <laughs> you can't get fined. <laughs> freedom! <laughs> nah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It literally makes zero sense. It, it, I, don't, I don't know what they're working on to where, like, this comes out this last minute. Because, yes, it just completely... All this practice, like you said, goes into it. And then all of a sudden, it switches up two weeks before the tournament starts. And these, these are, this isn't just a joke tournament, you know? It's not just some small... It's not like... I'm not saying lock-in was a joke tournament, but at least it was an invite-only event, right? This is like you have to earn your spot to get there as a qualifier, so it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, Challengers qualifiers will probably be played on the old stuff, I would assume. 
because that's how they kind of normally do they like give it a week or two before we'll see man we'll see yeah who, when, who knows but even then start? like it challengers will start and then they'll have to swap anyway so it's like yeah. still just messing around and the even worse for like the game changers teams where it's uh what is it you see i think it's literally this week or next week or something like that and then oh, wait going back yeah, to our like, previous topic i know why they messed up sky they want gecko to be used I forgot okay. about Gecko because you picked pick her shit up right away. All oh, right. right, I forgot yeah. about that buff entirely. Bro. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. doing it. Hundred percent. Gecko is gonna yeah. clear Sky on on Bind, for example. Yeah, yeah, I think Gecko is gonna be fantastic on that map. Yeah. I don't know how many maps you can really get away with running him, but yeah, on Bind, that seems yeah. really good. Um, Bala, you just said game changes, and I know that we want to move on to the next topic, but just really quick. Team Liquid Brazil are going on a run at the moment through the uh, open qualifiers of challenges. So the game changers team participating in uh, challenges to try and like qualify over there. And Jujina just beat her boyfriend's team in order to win the open qualifier and make it to the closed qualifiers. <laughs> so that 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 was a, a a fun game to watch on VLR. They didn't do a stream of it, as far as I'm aware, but they are now into the closed qualifier where they would need to win, I think it's three matches, but it might be four matches, depending on whether they go through the lower bracket or something, to be able to make it into challenges, which I think is the closest that any Game Changers team has come to making it into like tier two proper. Yeah. Which is pretty sick. Definitely in Wait, Brazil. what did you say at the beginning? A girlfriend beat her boyfriend? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. So this is Jujina, who plays for uh, Team Liquid Brazil, was playing against Zenom, who is her boyfriend. And that, I mean, they blasted them, I think. What was the score <laughs> in the game? It was like 2-0. Yeah. And what 13, was the score five, on Biden's split? 10. Yeah, I mean, get fucking <laughs> yeah. owned. Get owned, kid. <laughs> I'd be so mad, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's I'd be so. Mad. I mean, there's got to be some friendly rivalry in a in a household where nah, like <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's unacceptable. I'd be losing my shit. I'm not talking to her for at least two weeks. <laughs> Jesus. Um, wait, Ball, you mentioned the NA challengers. When does that start? Yeah, let's take Is a that, look. Yeah, get, give me the info on that while I uh, we're, we can keep it moving on the patch notes because I suppose maybe the potential uh, alternative theory is that they're going to be trying to push ISO into the it's, game. It's after Jan thirty first, but so Jan thirty oh, first okay. for NA, but literally all like all the VRL qualifiers are going on right now. Right, right. got you. So I mean, yeah, we'll see what they do with the patch. But uh, all right, so lower down the list, they did give ISO. A bit of a buff. They buffed the little Reina shield orb thing that's really annoying in Team Deathmatch. Uh, you have another. You have another. I don't know where else what? ISO is annoying, but only in TDM, in my experience. In the actual game and ranked, not that's where she's used. Good. Or he's used. It's the, yeah, only, in, the only place he's used. Bro, in TDM, ISO is fucking wild, and they just yeah. buffed him. So my TDM games are ruined. Uh, the orb duration is increased from two to three seconds. Um, the oh, the shield width has been shield. reduced. Yeah, so the, now the it actually fits his body, presumably, rather than extending out to the side yeah, so he won't yeah, get seen around corners. So that little, like, purple edge around him isn't as wide if you're being swung. And, uh, yeah, the... the uh, what is the contingency? shield duration. That's the, that's the wall. wall. Oh, that's the... Wait. Wait. That's the wall. No, that is the wall, because it's the sea yeah, ability. The um, oh, sure. I don't yeah, know the yeah. names of any of the ISO abilities, man. <laughs> Who cares? Man? And 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 you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I know more about ISO because I play TDM all day. Uh, the the cost was reduced from two fifty to two hundred. I mean, that ability is good. <laughs> Wasn't that I, 
I will what? be shocked if this guy's used. I'll be blown away if this guy's used in anything real. Paper X. <laughs> it's a paper X I mean, uh, kind of though? agent. There was is one, it good enough even for them? One series uh-huh. where it was like, I, I don't remember the context. Guys, they didn't the even season. use him in an off-season event. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I'm that should was, tell you all you need to know. There and was a whole game, and this motherfucker went in like a best of five or something in the grand finals, and the last oh, round yeah. he used his ult and lost his ult. Lost that was the Rare Atom, man. Lost the Gulag, and then <laughs> lost Ascension. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He got played on Bind by Rare Adam. I forgot about that. I've actually just blanked that out of my memory. I've memory hold that entire game. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, you know. What was the last agent they did this with? Finesse, they just, I have like, a question. Did you retire because you didn't want to get gulagged? Honestly? <laughs> the thing is, that is the speculation. I've been asked this question many times. No. No. If anything, I would say this map pool, I, I couldn't have ended playing at a better time because if i was going into this map pool and had these <laughs> kinds of issues to deal with where they're making changes like a week or two before i would be losing my shit on twitter dude <laughs> but now i just get to watch and laugh at the people that are mad which is the best it's funnier from the outside uh, I gotta, yes. yeah. Yeah. join us on the outside oh, it's hilarious to, to laugh and have no worries plus this agent's dog so shit anyway so you would never be played that's true. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, what wh- what was the last time they had one of these agents that just sucked ass on release and they just slowly deadlock. buffed them until... Oh, Deadlock. But, deadlock. Well, like deadlock, many examples, actually. One that they buffed to the point where it was really good. I'm trying to forget the last time they did that. I Gecko mean, Viper's now, the most like, classic yeah, one. Gecko, yeah, Gecko, I guess. Yeah, it was Gecko. I'm, I'm telling you, you're about to see some stupid amounts of Gecko play. Gecko and Yoru are about to be yeah, no, taking I, over. I, I'm I'm with the, the Gecko hype, yeah. for sure. As long as motherfuckers learn not to int your bomb in by itself before the execute <laughs> happens and before you have space on the site. All right, his, <laughs> that whole kit is insane now. Dude, I pick up that flash in 0.1 seconds. It's insane. It's like uh, removing the deadlock. It's dart. too <laughs> strong. It's actually too strong. They're going to have to nerf him eventually once he gets, you know, played more. And then, all right, they made one small change to raise. I didn't even see this earlier. With the blast pack audio for raise, traveling through the air with the blast pack is now louder okay. when they've she's traveling this, towards you. They've done this like seven times, bro. They're like, oh, raise, it's unclear where she's landing, so let's uh, change it. They've done this like seven times. Loki, I'm down for this change. I'm playing ranked. I have no clue sometimes. <laughs> I just don't. When there's a lot of you tell, you just don't hear her. I've I've actually lost all respect for the developers though. Anyway, because they blatantly <laughs> Dude, lied. They blatantly lied about the judge being there. During the blatantly, layoffs, Josh. Well, yeah. I should. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that during the layoff, should I? When people are losing their jobs left, <laughs> right, and center. Dare you. I might but, still play, but I would say shit like that all the time, man. Uh, <laughs> I love the, how you can just say that. Dude, the the thing is though that dude, I'm joking, but they must have lied about the judge nerfs. They must have lied about the judge nerfs. They said that it had been nerfed when it was going in the air. The amount of times that I've dude, this and it doesn't matter if I can hear the fact that the rays is coming towards me. It yeah. doesn't matter because I am an ant looking at a supernova. I am yeah. just staring at the sky as a rays with the judge flies towards me, and they're still getting the kill no matter how much you nerf the gun. Doesn't matter. You you could put a single pellet that it fires out of it. I would still die to that shit every time. Probably it goes back to the maps though the maps are too congested for where judge will always just be insane no matter how much they try to nerf it it will always just be insane because the maps are so fucking tiny Mm, and that's the that's the biggest issue dude we had a meeting with riot when i told him this exact thing 
Where I'm like, dude, just make the maps wider, bigger, more space, because you it's just util fest right now. Three boxes you could hide behind. And that's no, it. There's no space to hide. I've been I've been ranting about this yeah. shit forever. There's no space to hide. There's no space. For the space amount to have of util that there is. Setups, man. Like yeah. let me just do a crossfire. Just for the amount of util that there is. If you're playing like a gecko reina, I have to break two flashes while shooting like you know what I mean? Like there's so while many shooting things. Shooting a drone or yeah. a dog or whatever like nah, you're, you're it's, just screwed. It's too much. The bomb sites are too con confined and also even middle parts of the map when you're actually getting into like for example market or clearing uh, th those areas. They're just so close range that a shotguns can just dominate you. Going up cat, forget about it. On, Get on rid SM. of all regenerative abilities. Move us into Valorant 2.0. I've, I've always no. been down. I've always no. been down. Yeah, I've always been down, especially with these Are maps. you suggesting making the game harder? How dare you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Let's just, it's for the noobs, man. That's true. All right. Let's, uh... Oh God! All right, let's move on to my favorite topic here. I now this is one I've totally avoided. This is the one that Josh made a four-hour video about. It's is the 2024 schedule really that bad? And dude, Josh, I need the cliff notes because I'm going to be. This is one of the no, things. I'm going to talk for an hour and a half. This again. is one of the things <laughs> that I just can't get myself to care about. And I don't want to have to replace, uh, you know, vital memories to, to leave for this. Dude, this is all now. I, I don't want to replace vital memories to have to store information about the 2024 v like hot takes about the schedule. So, Josh, just please give me the cliff notes and let's move on with our lives. Okay, last year, people were uh, annoyed because they had lock-in instead of an entire extra domestic stage. But they were like, okay because it's going to be different for next year. Next year comes around, they get rid of lock-in. They still need to replace it with an international tournament, so they do that. But they add the kickoff tournament instead of adding an entire like round-robin stage. People are mad, especially because when you frame it as the minimum number of matches that a team would play, if you're looking at the bad teams that don't make playoffs or don't win any games at kickoff uh, or never make it to an international stage, they'll only play 12 games. And looking at the numbers, it's going to be about 10 or 11 teams out of the... Uh, how many do we have? 44. So about 10 or 11 teams out of 44, like 25% of the teams are going to be playing <laughs> only the minimum number of matches, 12 matches. This so, is fucked. <laughs> this is fucked. So, 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 people, so people were very angry about that. Um, but, the, you know, it's... There are a lot of, if I'm trying to give you the cliff notes, there are a lot of other reasons why the ways that people want the schedule to run are quite difficult to make work. They, you can make them work for like this year, but by the time you get to 2027 and there's 14 teams in each league, there's 56 teams overall in the, in the, in the circuit, it makes it really difficult to come up with um, longer formats because round robins just take far, far longer. I, I, I just think about it this way, right? Uh, this is a crazy... <laughs> I know Josh is, you know, glazing right right now, whatever. It's just so impossible, I can't. But but realistically, like, like just think about, like a... think about what the product is that they've, that, that they've given you right now. It's a global league that is actually global, where all parts of the worlds are competing, except OC, because fuck OC, I guess. Um, and 
and it's it, you're getting three international tournaments that are competing between all those parts of the regions and is working within an ecosystem that is esports that is crazy unprofitable and all that and that is crazy to me no other sport has actually achieved that right thinking about like you know uh football um you know soccer basketball any of those things you don't have global leagues you have them regionalized you have them in a specific spe- uh, like Space, like Europe or the the US or whatever, you have all of that. Um, there's not actually global tournaments. The global tournaments happen every four years. They're called the World Cups. We're getting that shit like pretty frequently. Um, and in order to make a schedule that actually works like that, that's insane. And they've somehow done it. And it's not like crazy overbearing for all but, the players. But I mean, that's, like, how, the... that's how I think about it. But But one of the other key problems is that when the community's bothered about minimum numbers of matches for the teams that are like at the bottom, right? But the the problem is that everybody actually wants to watch the international events. And yes. as much as they might tell you that I only follow 100 Thieves, so I didn't watch the international events all year because they didn't go, like that's just not the way that most viewers work. You look at the viewership data and the international events get way higher viewership. People tune in for those. But those don't add any to the minimum number of matches. Those are all based on merit. So the more that you prioritize the stuff that people actually want to watch, the international tournaments, then the more time in the calendar is taken up with merit-based tournaments where it doesn't add to the minimum number so the the two are diametrically opposed to each other the more time in the calendar you add to the stuff that people tune in to watch the most for the more that you take away from the the like safety net for the bad teams yeah i I mean the the only sorry why go ahead i have a crucial question here to finesse are these two glazing their employer right now can you give me the real truth no i see okay i see their point the only issue for me is this kickoff event, okay? Now, I understand yeah. we had lock-in before. We have the kickoff event now. Why not just make teams earn it the same way for both splits? Why do we have to do this three groups into a single limb BO3 to go to a Masters event? I don't really see that as as insane as if you had to play a whole season to get there. It's not earning it the same way. And I don't think it's putting in the same amount of work for teams as well. And it's so early into the year as well that you would give teams time to adapt and adapt and adapt and adapt. You can still have the same system. You still have the group stage system that you have already from the split one and split two. I just think there's no need for this kickoff event. Just do split one, masters, split two, masters, and then whoever made, and then maybe add an LCQ in there, then you do champs. But the sliggy one is, the sliggy format is just clears. It just literally clears. But it, it makes it so I think they start earlier. Like they start the tournaments in January, I think, like mid January or something, as opposed to like mid February. Yeah. And and that's fine from next year onwards. They just couldn't do that this year because of VCT China launching. Yeah, but why do we have to do a kickoff event? Is there a reason for that? I think the reason is this year that they so it condenses it massively compared to doing a round robin, right? So it only takes right. up. Um, I think it's three weeks or something instead of um if you did a round robin it would take i mean if you did like a proper round robin it would take like 10 weeks or something so it would be way longer but if you did um in theory you might be able to push it all down the road and have champs way later in the year but one of the other problems with that is that if you keep that format going to 2027 it takes too much time because you have 14 teams instead of having 11 like we do this year and also you end up pushing champions down to where it overlaps with worlds yeah. and that's that's one of the other like big problems is that if you at some point if the community is particularly um bothered by this to the point where riot 
decide to make some changes one of the changes that you might end up seeing is that the season actually starts in like november and then you have a small christmas break and then so do, you, do you see what i mean so you actually yeah. instead of instead of pushing champs later so it interacts with worlds which they're never going to do because worlds is like their biggest possible event for riot then you'd, you'd have to kick the season earlier on so you're starting the 2027 season in 2026 but like late last year it was luck and then tokyo then champs right and yeah. sorry then lcq then champs yeah see i just feel like the events like that first event needs to be like the slot just needs to be earned and i don't think a kickoff event does that nor does like lock in from last year so they fixed that to some extent by making it like how little it was but i think they can still get that same amount of space within the year to do a like split one then masters and then split I... two then masters yeah the, if you remove the, um, lcq yeah i mean the, this is where the, this is where i've got the, the bloody uh -oh. spreadsheets about uh -oh. this as well i'm so, losing I wanted... valuable memories I yeah to... fair enough i fair have enough. forgotten the time i lost my virginity and now i only know about the 2024 <laughs> schedule thank you josh wilkinson okay but do you want to talk the kickoff format though is nuts we should it's... talk about that because eg only need to win okay. two games yes, to be able to we, make it we, to madrid can you guys stop taking my goddamn sorry segues? this sorry. is ridiculous and yet, okay, yes, at EG, they only need two wins for the kickoff to make Madrid. All right, let's talk about it. I, I have to, just in general, one of the things that, all right, now, now you're going to get me fired up about the fucking formats. Here we go. But the one thing in general that I hate that they do over and over and over year after year, whether it's with challengers or with the uh, primary league here, Way too much weight is thrown onto what happened the previous year when they also have five months of downtime. And it's ridiculous. It's Preach, the same brother. thing with challengers where there's all these teams that have none of the same fucking rosters that are all getting these spots. And then I hated you know last year in challengers when all these teams carried over even from stage one to stage two. I mean, they it have no choice just... though because of the top yeah. 11 or the 11 teams, right? Yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's, someone it's... was going to get that spot. They it's, need uh, to have a buy because 11 is a, the stupidest number that you'll ever know. Mm -hmm. And then in two years' time, 13 is even dumber than that. So, you like, be, uh, again, if you guys do not have goldfish memory, bear in mind that two years from now, you will all be complaining about the format again. <laughs> you will all be complaining <laughs> about it again yeah. because there are 13 teams and you cannot make a good tournament format with 13 teams. It's not possible. So, like, uh, add, add it to your calendar, guys. Go and buy one of those calendars that you flip up on the wall, turn it to 2026, and add your little molding space in at the beginning of the year. I, I want to see the threads. The round robin is the only good format for any of those weird number slots uh, yeah uh, but then but then they take like six or seven weeks to be able to make work and that's that's a long time even and that's with you playing two matches a week yeah you, you know why the like they are doing this where the last year's results matter it, it's because we complained about it back when open qualifiers were a thing and that was good back then remember when all these teams are fucking making it winning international tournaments and then coming back and having them play open qualifiers that's because like it was after. at home we were chilling yeah. at home playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i don't i'm just waking up brushing my teeth i'm on my pc like it's chilling like that's no problem now it's just like they want everything to be on land so it's a lot more a lot yeah. more work has to be put into that but yeah do you think eg can make madrid oh, yeah, I fucking yeah, hope they absolutely do. <laughs> that'd be so funny what 
I mean, yeah, I think two games. I mean, it's pretty realistic that they can. I mean, it's not. They, it has to be two wins in a row, though, as well. Because if they yes. if they lose and then win win, right. they they have to play like way more, and then they'd have to win uh, at least another couple of times. Right. But they still got jogging though, man. They got this. Yeah, I mean, the the roster is definitely not bad by any means. I mean, has. Has some like nerd figured out how this is all being seated? Like, is there any way to know who they're going to be no. playing against? Yeah. Uh, so it's just I, they said that they would put waiting, them into pools. But... I imagine they will have one team from the bottom pool, but also we don't know which pool G two is going to be put into. Like, right. What do you do with the team that wins Ascension? Do you say we don't have any data on them, so we put them in the middle pool, like we see them completely average, yeah, or do the... you say we don't have any data on them, they must go at the bottom? Like, no, what you, do you do there? Use Ludwig Tarek as the because the challengers team is going to win, and you just use that as proof. so they're seeded number two behind <laughs> well, EG. They, they should be above team, the, the teams that they beat at Ludwig Tarek. <laughs> Genius. Um, Genius. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I think they. I think they've got a pretty good shot coming into a fresh season. No one really knows what's going on yeah, with the other got, teams. You guys, they you have guys to win two in a row. You guys are trolling. They're gonna. They're gonna beat fucking NRG loud or fucking well, what Lugathon. if? Bro, what if like, they seed it? Okay, hold on. But what if they try and do some seeding? Uh, this is so funny because I know the groups. It's oh. so funny. Like, <laughs> no, in my, in, my, in my brain, I'm just imagining a world where they're like they're playing against uh, MIBR, and then the second game they're playing against I don't know 100 thieves, and then they make it like some shit like. Yeah, but that. if they play against MIBR, MIBR would have to beat imagine. somebody like that. No, in like they, the, in the, the oh, first oh, round, right. they yeah, play against a team that's already okay, won yeah, a game. Yeah, that's that's a good so, point. So they can't play well. They well, could they could play against, against MIBR, but <laughs> don't write them off already. Is it likely? Man? Is it like, I well, mean, no Johnny, matter what, they're going to have to be one hard team. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which does make it more difficult. And probably the hard team is going to be in the single limb portion where, you know, you only get one shot. So I think it's, I don't think it's that likely. I think more likely EG kind of steals a spot in that single limb that a better team could have had. I mean, I dude, dude I'm not going to take credit for what Slicky said, but dude, just do BO1 groups and then do BO, like double a limb. Oh, don't you don't want Playoffs. that, bro? You don't want that. You you give them uh, the ability to run Bo One <laughs> one time, bro, and then every single group stage from now to the eternity is going to be best of one. And I'm worried play... about the Swiss system. The Swiss system that they've said is happening at Madrid. For... Did they say Madrid? Right for groups, oh, they said know. that there was Swiss happening yeah, yeah, at some yeah. point during the year. They've already announced it, but I can't remember when it was. Dude, but if it's Swiss Bo Ones, ooh. listen, man, I'm just watching. This is going to be a good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't I care. Bullshitting on the outside from the yep. ivory tower. Yep. That's what's up. It's so nice. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, all right, let's keep talking about EG, but now we're actually just going to break down all the America's teams as we're about to head into the kickoff, rank them, figure out what's going on. Uh, Evil Genius says, all right, they've kind of last second gotten this roster together after their players were in contract negotiations, locked in EG jail forever, which I'm going to assume also had annoying ramifications on Potter and Jojimo trying to figure out what the fuck they were going to do with the roster the whole time, <laughs> who was going to be staying, etc. at least for, for some amount of time. Um, but they have finally gotten at least, uh, you know, the, the old verbal agreement roster where they have Apoth, who was playing on their secondary team last year and was going to be their sub if Demon 1 couldn't go to Tokyo last year. I thought um, it was reformed. 
Yeah, it was, was reformed. That reformed? Yeah. It was reformed. Oh, yeah. it was reformed. All right. Well, I just spread misinformation online. Apoth was on the secondary team, though. And then they have Nature, who's traveling with Hundred Thieves, and a bunch of other teams. He was going to be on that initial rumored C9 team before the Vanity Core joined. Um, and then Superman, who's been on phase for a minute. And Derek, who was uh, removed from Hundred Thieves and was looking for a team. So, I mean, some good names for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see. What, what Superman this? can do? What are we this, um, these, these journalists out here? Right? This looks like an actual roster announcement. Yeah, press really. Does. I, like, yeah, it actually does. <laughs> no, first, tell, if you didn't say that, I would literally think this is already announced. Yeah, I thought it just got announced when I was okay. Um, Let's just assume yeah. it's announced. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, it basically it is announced. Yeah. but you know. Um, all right, what are, what are we feeling about this team? Mid, low, mid. Surprise <laughs> banger! <laughs> what? I, are, are you, you saying started with mid and then you went down to low mid? Like, <laughs> are you saying in comparison to like the energies and the lows? It could, yeah, just compared to the field, compared I mean, to NRG yeah, and mid, MIDR, <laughs> like what? Just right in the mid. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a compliment too. Like that's you know none of like how. <laughs> No, because think about just, it. Justify that. Well, yeah. To, okay. So none of the... Okay. Is Apoth, you said... Well, uh, nature, nature, Superman, Derek. Yeah, I mean, half these guys haven't even played at Tier 1 in so long. Yeah. So it, the fact that they're at this level with this much at stake, you know, and having a buy on top of that, it's like, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll go with mid at best, we'll say. Is Apoth going to be playing the like Sentinel for this team, and Superman's uh, going to be on Smokes? Because yeah, I really liked be Apoth on Smokes, but yeah, really I guess like I don't think Superman's going to be moving off. Well, that it depends way, if they it? have like Viper, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're going to run double Smokes comps, then I guess Nature would pick it up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it 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 feels like if everyone was playing the best we've ever seen them play this could be a competitive roster yeah but that's not like how things life work games. in reality multiple life game life games are needed for sure yeah I, <sighs> they've got some players like derek's year last year was real sad to watch actually but i'm hoping that i'm gonna defend derek for a second pick it up okay and not just because he's my friend but honestly people remember him for that last game the last lcu game versus sentinels right and he got absolutely shit on. But before that, he actually had an overall in good individual season. They just he? sucked. I think he did. I, I, it definitely, at, at the very least, it, it was not as good as he was the previous year. He was having so much impact okay, that's on the fair, first I guess. Thieves year. But I think they also like the made events enough for you to that. see that. <clears throat> that's, yeah, I guess that's true. And I think he had a life tournament Maybe. as well. I mean, he had that yeah. LCQ tournament where LCQ. he clutched like, it, it, a record was, times. He was never going to be able to do that He's never letting this down. <laughs> it wasn't just the clutch thing. He was just significantly better the previous year. And I don't necessarily put that all on him. I think he was suffering from the same problem last year that the whole team was, which was that... Uh, or like a mental problem where they had all just lost their, their <laughs> confidence entirely. But I, uh, I would, I mean, Derek is a player that I would love to see return back to the form he was in previously. He, he was super fucking good. Um, and if he does, it would be significant for the team. But 
I, these are all players that I could see just like with with the classical EG, nothing to lose, fucking house money, blah blah blah. They got they, what the, they're a budget roster. Nobody gives a shit. Like they could they could definitely do some of the stuff that like you're really 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 pushing for if you need this team to like make a Madrid or something like that. I could definitely see it, but they're definitely not a long term. If there's any event they can make, it's this one, right? Yeah. They, because other times they're gonna have to play full seasons like this yeah. is they have to honeymoon they have to do that and i think like these five players might be like decent candidates to go for yeah. that with this environment i feel like especially like Derek, superman apoff people jogamo doesn't give a fuck anymore and he's already proven himself like <laughs> there's no like, there's no care for them i think at this point they're they're on eg for christ's sake uh, like yeah. i'm kind of confused like what the how have we got to a point? All right, just to set the, the stage, EG's sister team, the, the like, you know, the, the secondary team, was apparently doing really well in scrims and stuff like that. We saw them play an off-season event where they didn't do very well afterwards. But from, from all reports, they were, they were doing like, they were a pretty competitive team. And yet, they, EG lost their main team because they tried to put them in, uh, you know, sell them out to other people or force them to take a 50% pay cut. And yet we've ended up with a team that doesn't really resemble that sister team at all. Uh, wouldn't that just be the most default option, would be to go with a roster that kept a lot of the synergies of that secondary team that had been playing together all last year? I Screwface isn't IGLing with them. Do you think these guys are making logical decisions over there? <laughs> well, I mean, no. But but, but also, if you were just going to make the cheapest decision, wouldn't that no, also, also include carrying on a lot of those players? Yes, you have to not. remember... What their plan was, right? The the plan was okay. Let's they release don't. the. They released the reserve roster first because they thought they were leaving, and then they're like, okay, well, we gotta sell all these other motherfuckers that just won us a championship or hope that they take a pay cut. And at that point, all these reserve guys are free. They're gone. There, you think they're coming back? No way. They just played a whole year in the reserve jail, and they're not coming back to get jailed up again for another two years. No shot. Did you get jailed for in jail is, for two years with EG? I mean, two I mean, years. You never know. Uh, it's a risk. Fair, it is it's a, a franchise spot, though. I mean, I think some of them would have come back. I just genuinely don't think they were like asked to come back. It oh, has been. I think they the just said Potter create decisions. another lineup. <laughs> that's that's I mean, honestly it, what I think it, happened. It does feel like it. I, I just <laughs> I just entirely reject the beginning of that statement, Ball, where you're like EG's plan. What it's like, dude? They, they have. Dude, I, <laughs> I don't know if they, dude, at the beginning of the offseason, plan why? other than save money. At the beginning of the offseason, their plan was <laughs> fucking malicious, bro. You cannot like they were. They were like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna ask these guys to take a pay cut, and then we're gonna not let them look at anything uh, uh, for other teams, like. And eventually they'll have to take the pay cut because everybody else yeah, was signed that, rosters. Like, it was malicious as fuck. There was, was a plan. That was the only one. It's a pretty shitty one. It definitely didn't really work out. Um, all right. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if there's... Talk, uh, yeah, go on. Go on, go on, go on. No, no, no. Oh, no, I was going to... Listen, I was going to move on because I don't know if there's much else to really say about the CG roster. There isn't. There yeah, isn't. <laughs> exactly. Which is why we're going to get to the one that we're going to talk about for 45 minutes. 100 Thieves. They'll be different, and surely, surely they'll be. The fans <laughs> will finally rejoice at the end of the season when they qualify for the Masters tournament, right, guys? Um, so, just the uh, off-season recap. Mike has gone back to the assistant coach. They brought in Zix, who was the assistant coach for EG when they won champions. Uh, Stellar, the previous IGL, was removed. Bustio, the new IGL. Derek, the previous initiator, removed. EU. 
called up from M80 and challengers to play for this squad. Uh, better than last year on paper in terms of the roster, I'm going to assume is the feeling, but is it enough to finally take them over the finish line and finally make their ruthless fans happy? No. Nope. <laughs> Here's, uh, the yeah. reason that I say that is because I've lost confidence in this team and I'm hoping that Bustio can help them find it again but it's not just a confidence thing right when I watch 100 Thieves play it is so much less um, uh, dude structured gets thrown around as such a buzzword dude, I don't hate 100 Thieves this is not a, this is not me with a personal vendetta against them but when I watch them play <laughs> it feels like they when they're trying to get into an area they just kind of run in it's when you look at other teams and they've got some kind of setup for how they want to approach things and when i look at the 100 thieves rounds last year and a little bit of what they were doing during this offseason the, the sample size is tiny it feels really chaotic and basic i suppose would be the words i would use to describe it i don't think it matters what the roster looks like on paper unless they can fundamentally readdress their approach to thinking about the game i i think that that is the side of things that has been missing for a while. I think one thing that's going to help them, having Bustio as opposed to Stellar, and I think Asuna had a clip or he said something about this where he felt they were more structured last year as opposed to this year with Bustio. And I think that just opens up a world where the players will kind of get to play their own games, sort of, and not so much worry about the beginning, end, beginning, middle, end of a strat and just following that strat. And I think that you might see more playmaking from a lot of these players who are like you guys said talented just don't have the synergy but i think that synergy will come and that chemistry will come if those players are able to make those kinds of plays so in that sense i think adding bustio is a perfect call but and i also like one thing about him as an igl is he does not like ever bait this guy's not about baiting he just runs in oh, he no. like literally He's... runs in and trades and his aim's insane so his overall play is good, and obviously he's still clearly informed just based off the offseason event. But I think that that switch in style from really, really structured, which may have confined some players' ability to like be their best, to now being a little bit more free-flowy, they should be better. Now, I don't know if they're going to qualify for anything, but they should be better. So that was, so, so to be clear, Finesse, your like, evaluation of 100 Thieves' playstyle last year, you felt that they were a very structured team? Because yeah, that they were was... just slow, stagnant, <clears throat> and then... Because, yeah, that, that was like the, the primary narrative about their team all of last year. Um, and then, you know, this year, Asuna said this uh, about they're going to be looser. And the reaction was like, they were, already, they were so loose last year. And no, that's they why just they looked lost. that way. It looked that way because they were just getting shit on. But they were getting picked apart playing that structured play style. But when you watch their VODs, they were trying to, they were clearly on a, they had set game plans that I think Bustio will change up and let players play a little bit more free and loose instead of just full microing the entire mid round or even like having it pre planned before the game even starts. So maybe Mike's doing it with uh, Stellar or whatever last year. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. I'm just saying, just based off how I'm seeing them play this year, just based off the offseason events, they look slightly overall more free in terms of being able to make plays. Asuna is making more plays, even Bang is making more plays. So, and Cry was just playing. This guy's like Chamber on Breeze, or Lotus, sorry. So, like, they're just getting to play. And I feel like that's what Busio is going to allow for them to do. So, this is the ideal world that I am living in. 
I don't know if it'll actually come true, but that's going to be when you're going to see 100 Thieves at their best, when I see all the players kind of slowly activated just on their own. I'm surprised that Asana says that they were quite structured last year because I felt like looking at them, they were pretty lost. Like, it's yeah. one thing to have a game plan, but if you don't have a reaction to what your opponent throws at you, like if you don't have a... It's okay to have a game plan for the round and have a structure for what your approach is going to be. But if you don't yeah. also have protocols in place for how, like what you're going to do when you get punched in the face, like, I don't know, you could throw out a bunch of different examples, but you're going for an A split on a scent, for example, and somebody tries to flash peek out through... The mid-smoke, I, I don't know, whatever the example would be, they just looked lost in those situations. I agree, which, their mid-round Which was to rough. me was like, that was where I thought that they were lacking that kind of like protocol and structure because when things got a bit... I mean, maybe that's maybe that's just what Busio is going to try to instill in them is an ability oh. to adapt and improv in those situations rather yep. than relying on building out protocols for everything. But they, they looked mad lost and mad timid last year. And that's yep. where I hope that Busio can give them the good old fucking... Like, I am a world champion, I know how to win, and instill some more confidence in the team. That was what was killing me watching them last year, was the, the lack of uh, confidence in so many, <clears throat> excuse me, so many moments where you're, you're watching these post-play situations and the player's just scared to swing for another guy. They're, they're taking too long, that kind of thing. I'll be honest, these guys are going to need a strong start. Like, there's maybe two other teams I can think of that in this franchise, NA League at least, or America's League, that absolutely need a strong start going into the year. Um, making Madrid would just be insane for them because at that point, it's just the players are feeling confident, you know, in themselves, in the team and stuff. So yep. if there's I, one team that needs that boost, it's yep. this one. I completely agree. I, I, this is a team that, it, I, I said it before, like I feel like they've all gotten into the habit of losing and that's yeah. really hard to break out of. Um, and the, the good thing is they've had they're they're going to have significant changes. You hear Austin talking about in this clip. You have just the actual like team changes by themselves being enough to like hopefully shake something up in the team and and get them to break all these habits that they've been making in the in the last year, maybe year and a half, whatever. That sort of stuff is like very important. The fact that you have many different things that are changing at the same time to be able to break that sort of Stuff. The problem I see though is that they have it's not just structure, it's not just all this, it's literally individuals too. Like Cryo right now is not a player that you it's not the player that you picked up, right? There's a lot you have to build back up with him. Austin is the same way, right? There's a couple pieces here that literally need to be built back up as individuals and it's going to take success. So that's why I completely agree that they need like yeah. a super hot start. It's funny you said that, is because I said on my stream that these players, if they're hoping that Bustio is gonna come in and fix all their problems, he's not. He's going to do the best that he can in terms of the mid-round and his overall play as an individual player. But they're going to have to step up. Like, the other players are going to have to step up and also be able to mid-round, like Victor and Crashies did for me. You're going to have to be able to up your game to that point where you're able to have enough faith, whatever it takes, watch VODs, um, get ideas from other players, whatever it takes, but just practice that stuff in, in scrims so then you're able to then do it in a match server under pressure and do it second nature almost. And if they start practicing those habits, and hopefully they are, then players like Bang, players like Cryo, Asuna, they need to be more vocal in those mid-rounds, not just Bustio fucking calling the beginning, middle, end. You know, you need help. I needed help. So I know from experience that it's not just going to be Bustio fixing this team. Yeah. To, to bring things back to your comment about 100 Thieves needing a hot start, in terms of the teams in the league, I feel like 100 Thieves have the least 
chance of having a hot start, though, because they've had so little time, as far as I'm aware, to actually work with Bustio. When he was in contract jail, he wasn't allowed to be, like, scrimming with them the entire time, right? They only started but practicing neither a couple were weeks ago. Ethan, Demon, one. Yeah, but I think that that team has <laughs> more just talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a bit of an unfair... But also, I think it would be quite reasonable to say that NRG might not be at their peak immediately, so, yeah. right? But, like, yeah. they, they might take a while to grow into it, but I don't think it'll matter for that team, but it will Well, see, what feet. to you is, like, a lot of time? Or do you, you're just comparing it to other teams' time, period. Well, like, how much they, they had. I mean, you look at the situation that 100 Thieves was in last year, it was actually kind of similar to Sentinels. They were like a team that had a lot of expectations that had um, fallen way underneath that and looked a little lost in their approach and had to kind of rebuild fairly dramatically their approach to the game for this year. And Sentinels took the off-season super seriously, screwing extremely hard, doing a lot of practice for these off-season matches as well. And you could see rapid development as they shifted their comps, as they got more comfortable with John Cutie. And it took them... I don't know, maybe two months or something to get yeah. to a spot where they actually yeah, looked really capable. I, I, I think about it. I think this that's way, quite though. normal. Like, if, for example, Sentinels, uh, they they have to rebuild a little bit, but they still have the same coaching structure. They still have a lot of the same players. They have people who have played together. Under Thieves feels like a like a. They have different coaching structures. They have different IGL. Yes, Sentinels is the same way with the IGL, but it, it it's. Because of the mentality, because of everything that they have to work on, it's like a full rebuild. And compared to NRG, like they've got, they've got everything still. They still they have, just have less to work on than other Right, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot less. But with yeah. that said, like they still have but, like a month here. Like, 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 but, I, I think the yeah. field is only even because of the changes that Riot has made to the map pool, to all these other things. These changes being made, I think, yeah. evens out the field a little bit more than. You guys might think just because yeah, of time fun. you know it time isn't everything at the end of the day you can get your team in shape for in two weeks if you're you know a good enough team. i mean you've also worked with the same core for fair enough. almost the beginning to, to be fair i wouldn't know for sure because i've never played with the 100 these guys like i don't know how long it would actually take them but to me it's not that crazy to be able to like create a comp work on it and like in my opinion a good month of practice which is i think exactly what they have that's about what they got yeah that you should that 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 cannot be an excuse let me put it to you that way because everyone yeah. else is going to have the exact same amount if not like a little bit more and it's not going to make a, a drastic difference in in play styles or like maybe even reps just because of the riot changes mm. Yeah. And if they don't make it in Madrid, then they've got some more downtime before they actually hit the stage. So they actually, should be fine. If they the suck they again, then they're done in June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Try, I guess. Should, yeah. I mean, talking about the hot start, should they have. Okay, I guess it's a two part question, but how do you feel about the teams playing some of these off season events when they don't have a lot of time? Like, Sen did that to themselves last year with the Ludwig Tarek Invitational. They played it, got owned, and then they started off rough with that there was already some some doubt it yep. felt like within the so camp they didn't know what the fuck have, they were doing though have, back have, right i mean they, they didn't have they any had, clue what the map no was gonna idea, be they, they were literally lost they in didn't the they were playing just random comps they weren't they were, even playing comps that were going to help them for the season yeah, yeah. they're playing like but, what were they playing jet yoru or something? jet neon on pearl or something like that but it, yeah. I, I think it, speaking uh i guess the the comparison i'm drawing is how that already creates this massive uh like blowback from fans community all that shit that they start receiving super early on and 
with a team like 100 Thieves, where I think confidence has been a struggle, and now you have, uh, you know, people are going crazy because of that result. I, I, um, I actually think it's got to be able to block that out. The narratives be have been to. spun already. Like, the, the, the community has decided that Asuna is the problem in 2024. <laughs> they've, they've come, the, the community have come together, and they've they all just decided, decided that. I decided that two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you they got it from way you. too early. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, obviously, I would say it's a waste of time for a team like Cloud9, who's already previously attended off-season events already. I even said this on my stream. I was like, what's the... I don't see why Cloud9 is here. I do, however, understand a little bit of why 100 Thieves would be there, just to just play on land together, you know? Just to get that sort of edge, just to feel it out together in a match setting. And I think that that was fine. I think I understand that to some degree. The C9 thing, uh, I don't know about I, all that. I, I would say that it's important for them to have, have done this, to, to just feel how it is, number one, and also yeah. give themselves a baseline so that when they improve in practice, they, they will feel that, right? Yeah. And that's important when you're talking about specific, like, mental things. Like, that is important. When you're talking about everything else, like... And even just getting form, used to whatever. the way Bustio calls, like, you know... I think that's important you know I mean? for all the practice leading up to, yeah. to kickoff. Yeah. So I don't think it's that big a deal at the end of the day. I just think for C9, it may have been just a slight waste of time because, like, what are you even doing? Like, you caught your off seasons in a while ago. So, right. Yeah. I mean, C C9, they started with a good off season. Things were looking pretty hot. Then, yeah, this this result wasn't as strong as the others. And they they were on a a wild fucking bender of traveling around the world. They yeah. were going to every country to play Valorant against whatever middle of the road teams were there for local tournaments i mean and their um, comps like they played deadlock on ice why ain't no way bro yeah they 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 perhaps were getting a little bit silly in this ludwig yeah. Eric invitational didn't they um, didn't they swap around who was even playing the deadlock yes, <laughs> yes they did yeah but the good thing is the, the the tier two teams here got to not tier two but you know what i mean like the, yeah these teams got to shine and i, I like that because it kind of just shows how close that level is between these these teams um yeah. and how good these players actually are on moist and oxygen yeah but the yeah c9 are currently dude yeah i keep thinking back to vanity's tweet about the schedule where he said valorant players would win first place in the war against working and it's just such a funny tweet <laughs> And it's exactly the opposite of how he's approached in this offseason. He's just taken his team to every event possible, had them flying around the world, playing anywhere they possibly can to try and get them, I guess, in shape for the season. They, they look like a fun team to follow. They look fun. They'll look good. I think they'll be good. I don't know about... Uh, that's another team I think that will need a strong fucking start, similar to yeah. 100 Thieves. These two teams for me are right up there right next to each other in terms of like you just need that kickstart to feel out feel that confidence going into like the split and even the kickoff event actually making it and then being able to play at the masters it's just more experience for the players oxy specifically and even whippy and then you know building from there um i i, I think for like in comparison like this is a team that i'm much more confident in having a hot start i don't think it matters as much as 100 thieves um yeah. but yeah I, like they've played all these off-season events like i can't imagine also yeah they won't. like they they they've lit this is like the old school way to do it right just like grind out as many officials as you can possibly play 
Um, and I, I know a lot of people who have thought that way. And that gives you the experience to just kind of roll through these things without really worrying too much about, you know, all the different comps you could play about the meta, blah, blah, blah. Like you get to be a very flowy team. And the crazy thing, oh, sorry, continue. Okay. I was interrupting you. Oh, well, I was going to say the crazy thing about this off season that, or like this season coming up compared to last year that I think no one has mentioned for some reason is the no roster lock rule. Like, Last year, you were locked into your roster. It doesn't matter how bad or good somebody is doing. You are stuck with this motherfucker till the year ends. doesn't matter who it is. And then now, it's a complete opposite. It's like any player can take your spot. There's so many good players that are teamless. There's so many good players that are in the Tier 2 that are you know would be jump at a chance to play in franchising, especially with some of these Tier 1 players. So it's like, I think that's also relevant to what we were saying, Bala, about like these teams needing a hot start. Because like, you don't have that much time, if any. Like, once you start these matches, you gotta just win. You lose, you're actually fucked. Yeah, so. from a player's perspective, yeah. for sure. And also, I mean, it's not like it's gonna be difficult for orgs to replace people. None of these oh. fucking Tier 2 players are signed. Yeah, not like, at all. I mean, them at any time. they're also, like, incentivized this year with the, with the new two-way player rules and all that. Like the And these players will take the bare minimum. They will take the, the league uh, minimum yeah, to play. Absolutely. So... In terms of a team that would <clears throat> hate the death of Sky the most, is Cloud9 not up there? Like, having to run Vanity on Sova or Zeppa playing Sova for like, has Zeppa ever played Sova? Yeah, he's played five games ever of Sova, and I don't know when those were. They certainly weren't recently. Um, yeah. This has got to be. This has got to be one of the teams that is disliking this most recent. They, they're just going to have to adapt Breach, right? Or sorry, not Breach, uh, Fade. Or Sova. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Playing playing more Fade might be possible, but I mean, Fade is not as useful on good, those maps. The, good thing Cypher for them, they actually have an insane Euro player. So, yeah. And Oxy. Yeah. So he can just interchange as much as he wants. Yeah. I mean, do you guys, is Oxy as good as Leaf? How do you, do you guys think that? How do you feel about that? I think, isn't I think that a bit of an insane. unfair comparison? Because like what? Leaf was the second best. Leaf was like the second best player in America's last year. Listen, I'm trying and... to ask burning questions here, Josh. On, I'm, I'm trying to get. Some... That's it. That was the burning it... question. Well, it's like comparing one guy that's had a huge amount of success to a brand new rookie player. Like Oxy I... almost beat Fnatic. Did Curry ever? Or not Curry? Curry was there though. Well, who are we comparing him to? Leaf. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who beat Fnatic? Did Leaf ever beat Fnatic? <laughs> Is Redgar better than Leaf? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, Redgar played Raider against you and he fucking toasted you, actually. Wait, why are we bringing that up, bro? Why are we bringing up that one Haven game? I forgot about that. The one Haven game where the, these guys didn't even play the map, chose a troll cop, and beat us on our best map. That was disrespectful. That, that was wild. Oh, shit. That's all good. It is what it is. That was years ago. Um, yeah. Doesn't even hurt anymore. No. I... I what are we talking about? Sky or Leaf? Oh, right. Oxy versus Leaf. Yeah, he's a rookie, yeah. but um, I, I think right now, like literally right now entering into it, I think Oxy has potential to peak at the same level as um, as Leaf. And, we just don't and, know his ceiling, right? Right. Yeah. And, but I think like 100%, like that is already possible. He could be, he could go all the way to like Demon 1 level, like that sort of thing, but we don't know. And yeah. I don't think he'll be able to do that with, with this team in particular. I also yeah. think, I mean, the thing that Leaf was adding to the team a lot as well was uh, an extremely good 
understanding of how to play comms, good like a secondary calling as well. Agent was, diversity, like yeah, yeah, huge amounts of agent diversity and ability to to fill. So I, I think that Leaf offers a lot of stuff in addition to that. Um, but in terms of like raw, just Ulysses firepower, yeah, Oxy's looking cracked. But why is this relevant anyways? Like this motherfucker's not even in the same core. <laughs> like <laughs> is it just comparing? Is it just to like yeah, you know, I mean, it's okay, just, gotcha. yeah, it's just drawing a I mean the the two star duelists. I mean you gotta listen, you have to what what is there to talk about in Valorant if not just fucking yapping about the yeah, star yeah, yeah, duelists right, and who's right. better than who? That's that's all I was you just, do. I was just saying if there was like an underlying like no. reason behind it too, because that's also very interesting. But no, I was just hitting you with a fucking ESPN first. We'll take see. When we question. see G two versus C nine, we'll know the answer. <laughs> yeah, real. Um, all right, let's move on to Leviathan. I, I oh, mean, they, all right. The this yeah, an interesting team for sure. Obviously, they made a lot of big roster moves. Um. You know, they brought in Ospos. Hey, that was pretty cool. They brought in Tex. Okay, that's pretty. That, that's an interesting one. Bringing in uh, a guy from NA, and then they won that one off-season tournament. I forget the name of it. Wait, was that the Superdome or was that something? Yeah, that was the Superdome. <laughs> they won. <laughs> Don't laugh, bro. There's nothing funny about that. They won the Superdome, and uh, then despite that, they decided to bench Noswar and bring in Calm, release him from the prisons, the dungeons of EG. Did I think that's so bizarre. I don't... I mean, Calm is obviously a fantastic player, but is it worth the fucking mental headache that you've provided to the rest of your players and just, you know, going above them and making the boardroom executive decision to subvert what the team was intending on doing? Me when I signed the best player in Americas and he deliberately wants to play with Nozwa and then I cut Nozwa and make him annoyed right before I mean, the season yeah. begins. It's, there, there's a reason the Bucks have fucking Giannis's brother playing. Like, you keep the star happy. Something must have happened, though. I mean... Surely, I don't right? think it did, actually. I, I mean, there's been some reporting around what's going on, and it's been a bit weird. But management were talking to Com a long time prior, trying to get him onto the team to build this, like, multinational super team. And Com was just stuck in jail. And they thought, oh, well, that's the end of it. And then they realized towards the end that Com was available. And I think it was just opportunism. I think it was just, we oh, have a you, chance to be able to do this. You're saying management made this decision, not play, players? Yes, I believe yeah, management made the decision. Yeah, it's opportunistic management decision making. That would never happen on any team I'm playing for. No, we know, <laughs> bro. <laughs> no chance a random player, doesn't matter who it is, just appears and starts playing a scrim with me without me, like, you know, having a say in whether he should be playing or not. That's crazy. Yeah, I think they must have discussed it with the team to some degree, but it seems like Aspas was not in favor of that. He had wanted to play with Nozwa and was sad to see him leave. And there maybe there was some beef that had previously happened between King and Nozwa. There was some like rumors swirling about that, but the reporting on it has been spotty and kind of difficult to to pass anything through. But I I think it reads like it was just opportunistic from the management. Which is it's bizarre. Got, again, it's hard for me to believe that it wasn't triggered by something that had happened on the team because I just it's so hard for me to believe that like the players just had no idea or no input on whether this is okay to do or not. 
Yeah, it, it see at the at the very least, it seems like it's in the gray area. Like they they didn't all they did not come out and say that. You know, it, it's clearly not a, like a full team. Everybody got together and decided to do this. It doesn't come across that way at all. Yeah. Um, it's I, existing I also... somewhere in the middle at the very least. Am I am I mad? I feel like I'm going heavily against the the prevailing wisdom here, but I don't think it's that much of an upgrade. I think that Nozwa was an extremely good player last season, and the advantages that you're going to be getting by adding Com, who's obviously fantastic, looked amazing when he was playing uh, last year and innovating as well, playing Silver on uh, a bunch of maps. But I think that the advantages you're going to get there are possibly just lower than the pre-existing. Uh, synergy that you already had and the fact that you know that Nosworth is good playing with Mazzino and King and you know that he's got a large uh, agent pool that's going to be really helpful for you I just I don't I don't see that it's that much of an upgrade I this is the is, same thing as Derek gone and EIU in it's the same comparison it's like why <laughs> even do it it makes no sense but I that's why I'm saying like I think something absolutely had to have happened for some for this kind of change to occur because yeah, mm. player for player, it who fucking cares? This is similar skill level. It's yeah, not a significant I, change. That's what I was saying. It's like a slight upgrade, if anything. Yeah. Um, and and I personally think that that's okay for for GMs to try to make those decisions, especially when I don't know what's going on behind the scenes in terms of salary or whatever. Uh, this mm. team has dropped a fucking bag this off season, and that's very clear uh, with Aspas and. Probably now on Com, but Com obviously trying to get the fuck away from EG, so it's like slightly different. Um, I, I think it's okay to make these types of decisions. I do think it's important to keep your your team on board, but like when when opportunities like this arise, I think you have to be able to make the quick decisions. And if they make it wrong, then you'll you'll pay. But I don't I don't see this going drastically wrong unless something has happened, and um, you know it's it's very difficult. Or in internal team environments to get away from stuff like that, where where all of a sudden you're looking at like this new guy who's coming in and let's just make shit up. NZR <laughs> just got into a huge fight yeah. <laughs> with like three of them. I heard NZR actually headbutted King in the middle yeah, of the game. Exactly, was, I heard the same wild. thing actually. Yeah, from two okay. different sources. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember the the story about what was it? It was the Leviathan game. It was like last round or something. They were they were coming or I think it was Cloud Nine. They were coming back against them. And we got in the interview, a timeout was called where they finally won the round and King called the timeout, called, called something crazy. He was like, let's go, let's do whatever. It was a crazy try. And then NZR was just like, in the interview after he said, I just told him, why the fuck would we do that? And we just ran the regular thing and won. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I mean, we, Nos never, was... we never did that in practice. Why the fuck would I've we do that? I've never seen that. <laughs> Nosma was a former IGL. He used to IGL for Furia. And one of the yeah. funniest interviews that we ever had last year in Americas was that we had an interview with Owner where Owner was like, I don't really believe in anti-stratting at all. We just stick to our own game. And we were like mind blown by this. And then Nosma came on like two weeks later for an interview and he was like, yeah, I've been trying to get the team to do more anti-stratting stuff, but they're pretty <laughs> resistant to it. <laughs> like, So there may, there may well have been some tensions there between King Mazzino and Nosma. That were bubbling under the surface it's just so hard to tell like what's actually yeah. going on inside the team uh, all right all right all, right. Uh, all speculation aside <clears throat> just looking at the roster still uh are, are we regarding them is this super team status eh, no enough. 
I don't think they... Okay, I have a very strict definition for super team. I don't think this counts as a super team particularly, but I think they're, they're damn good. Like, they're looking really strong. Yeah, I agree. I think you need a f three world-class players, proven world-class players for it to be like that. And I think with Calm, you yeah, can take, technically make the argument that, you know, with three King, King Aspas, Calm, it's a pretty insane trio. And then you have Tex, who's just been playing insane. Mazzinho, who's playing con very consistently. So I'd say the closest, besides energy, I'd say it's the second second best team NA on I, paper. I for me, a super team always has to be like multiple different like places coming together in agreement. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like like big three type of thing where it's like they're coming from all sorts of different teams to create this behemoth, not just like off season. Loud, moves. EG, and Leviathan. Yeah. That's what's happening here That's to some fair. degree. I mean, it's yeah. only three out of the five. I think Tex and Mazzino push it away from being a true super team, but this is their year to prove that they are both super team level players as well. I, Tex, for sure, I think, is hungry to do that and has the talent to do that as well, especially on a role where he's going to be able to, uh, to, to flex his aiming muscles more. I mean, if this team doesn't implode and they don't make top two and they don't make basically every, every. international event, yeah. it's going to be um, a bit of an underperformance, as weird as that is to say, unless they, unless they get like randomly upset in the singular limb for Madrid or something. No, yeah. I think Energy and Lev are not allowed to lose. <laughs> At least in terms of qualifying for the events. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Loud, who obviously, you know, I'll shut up. Ospos for a long time. <laughs> for Anything a long I say will be used time. against me. I, I was going <laughs> to. I was going to send it to you for the first question. Dude, I'll what, man? What I'll, do you I'll want? They're the best. They're the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not to I mean, know such a loud man. They, we all know they're an <laughs> S-tier team. But, okay, in the most political way possible that gets you in no hot water whatsoever. I'll be in hot water, bro. I am just curious about your very polite and respectful thoughts on the team without Ospos, you know, from your perspective on, on the outside watching, but also, you know, like theoretically, if you were, if you decided to still play this year um, and you were competing <sighs> and you were going up against Loud, how much of a difference is this going to make for, for the squad? I think massive, right? And that's giving all credit to the rest of the guys. Like that's giving credit to Sadhack, to his, basically everyone that's still there. Or sorry, yeah, everyone that's still there. The old, but the thing is, Aspas is just that good, right? I have that that much of a stock on that player that losing him isn't, he, he's not a player that's replaceable, right? So obviously, by objectively looking at it, you can't say that this team will be as good as they were last year. How can you just say that? I, I don't think you can, objectively. So based off of that, when I look at teams like Energy that are formed, when I look at teams that I live that are formed, how am I supposed to put Loud ahead of them? I, I can't. So that's why, to me, they're slightly going to, like, a tier below that. And, you know, we'll see how they do. But again, we haven't seen, I have no scrim results from them. I don't know how they're playing. I don't know what their comps are or anything like that. So, so little information to go by. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be nearly as good without Aspas. Now I'm if, fucked. If they... 
If Loud <laughs> had been playing last year with QCK as the duelist and they'd done everything else exactly the same, it's hard to believe that they would have been as good. It really is. I think yeah. the only way that you can justify putting Loud as still an elite tier team is that you have enormous amounts of faith that Sadak is going to be able to rebuild the entire way that this team functions. Like, previously, they were loading a lot of responsibility and resources into Aspas, and having him be a priority player, it was like Aspas and Les were the two people that you would see being put in positions to massively succeed in this team. And now, I, don't, I just don't think they're going to do that with QCK. They've spoken about the fact that they didn't want a player that was a direct replacement for Aspas. They are not going to try and put all of their eggs in the QCK basket and have him set up as like a star opera. I just don't believe it. But I don't see what the vision is. And I'm willing to give a lot of credit to Sadak that he's going to be able to come up with an interesting system for this team. But I don't know what the hell it's going to be. I, I can't think of how... Oh, yeah. I know it's going to be less to, less to-do list. I'm on board. Yeah, you maybe. You put less on Jet, I'll shut Dude, the maybe. fuck up right now. I'll be like, all right, you guys got that. <laughs> Now we can see some real shit because I've se- I know how insane Les is. So it's like, if you're capable of doing that, then obviously it's so unrealistic and it's never going to happen. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. I can't put them above energy and love. Like, I just can't. Not yet. I th- I think it's interesting because the last two years they've obviously faced offseason changes with Tenkata and Saucy leaving last year and whatever. Um, but this year it's different in terms of what they've chosen to go for, right? Last year was a bunch of young players, build them up, kind of play in the same sort of system. Here, they've completely accepted the idea that they can't replace Aspas. And I think that's a good sign. Um, with that being said, like, yeah, it's going to be tough to, to to even figure out how to, to continue from there. But I think you're probably going to see them move away from a lot of the, like, meta-defining stuff that they tried to do with Harbor Viper. I think they're going to try to play just a lot more solid in general. Um, and well, I one think thing I do like about them is the fact that they innovate so much, right? That's what's different about them. Yeah, they do. That no one else in NA can has done to that extent. Viper Harbor, we directly stole that from them last year. And they were the only teams to do that. Before that, they were playing Gecko on Split. Like, no one had yeah. even thought about that. And that was the old Gecko. So it's like... They are not afraid to change up their comps, which will make them very, very unpredictable and hard to anti-strat. So for teams like NRG and coaches like Chet, who are heavy on anti-stratting, that will be very difficult to deal with. So in that sense, maybe they have more, a little bit more of an advantage in that sense. But I just think the 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 players that they have still less Kalenzine, like those guys are insane. Kalenzine is fucking nuts, right? Like he's still very good and he still has room to grow. Tui's as well. Like yeah, he had some rough spots I, I think that spoke a little bit more to the environment that they were in throughout um the year uh, than anything else but he had the best harbor uh, still like to my mind he was still like the best harbor of the year um so these guys can still brag and i think it's crazy not to think about them as contenders for um these international tournaments and as contenders to win a split despite the fact that yeah i still put nrg i still put Leviathan higher than them but this is a team that will for sure still be very, very, very good. And it, I, the weird yeah. thing about them is just that they've loaded the team with so many supportive elements compared to, uh, or, or not even that, but the, 
they have a lot of supportive elements, and then they also have their star, like their biggest fragging players are playing roles where you can't always put them in position to succeed in a round. You can't always ensure that Les is in the place to be able to influence the round when he's playing his current role. I mean, maybe you can if Chamber comes back into the meta, but it's more difficult than do, doing that with a duelist. And the same with Zine. You can't always put Zine in a place where he's going to be able to go crazy, especially with Sky not being as available. So they, they just have a very fundamentally different team to most other teams. They don't have the... They're going to have to rely much more on how they play off each other and trying to come up with unique ideas and unique compositions, I think. that I mean, what do you think about potentially, like, if they started innovating a Chamber Cypher kind of meta? Like I said, that, if they have that in, in their arsenal, which they've been, they've shown that they're capable of switching up comps like that, then by all means, like, they can definitely have some sort of an edge going into BO3s versus teams. But... Yeah. It's just you're relying on a surprise factor at that point. Like I said, Aspas was no surprise factor. You knew exactly what was coming, and it was still hard to stop. Yeah. I, I I'm actually kind of scared in terms of like the innovation factor that they have. Yeah, they have the, the you know they they have the people to be able to do that sort of stuff. But the flexibility factor, I feel like, almost always came from Sadok, and I just yep. like it's it's tough for him to constantly be that guy at this point. Well, right? I mean, QCK is going to add quick, some flex. Factor. Yeah, Quick has played everything at this point i mean he, yep. he played duels for a super long time he played a lot of chamber too i mean i'm actually they... curious you think you will only see this guy on duelist probably not no, right i think no, we're gonna no, see no, no, think so. even on be previous, uh, time, I think. yeah on previous furia iterations over the past couple of years there were times where he was playing uh like jet and then other sport agents chamber other sport agents he was playing like raise at times and then a sport agent on a different remember map. the twoies used to be lot. a duelist as well before he yeah. joined his team to play smoke oh, that's right yeah. they could actually just completely crush our expectations of what roles people are going to be playing yeah. they, they could be coming out playing whatever it's really difficult to tell i mean when quick was playing jet and all that he was a he was a, a fucking wild player he was a really aggro the only Die, one but... we don't see, right? Changing his less just because he was world class at his role. I guess. Yeah. Alan Zane yeah. for me as well. It's... Yeah, true. Right. Silva was yeah. insane. Right. But the other three, you do have a lot of options yep. as to what you want to do. I have a question, though. I have a juicy question. What if Lau doesn't do well and Pancada is allowed to leave Sentinels? You think Pancada goes to Loud? I think if they, if they wanted to try to move to ease into a different role or possibly even less into a different role then pancada might actually be a really good pickup for them but that's the kind of like mid-season adjustment that you would yeah. see if they the, the thing is though loud at this point they must have been practicing for a while like they must know yeah. their own identity as a team by now not that i've heard anything about it but they must have a good idea about whether or not they're going to be successful at the start of the season already yep i think pancada is just such a fucking it's so annoying that every year we have a couple of players that are just getting screwed just sat on a bench somewhere yeah. not being able to play yeah yeah i mean i i could certainly see that being a, it's certainly possible but i guess at, at least in theory that takes away some of the flexibility right just based on last year is no just have pancada play full-time sentinel yeah, like that. Seven play Cypher the whole that's time. What I, that's what I was getting at. Probably, probably don't want that. <laughs> He's sacrificing one of the flexible players, but individually, he is such a fucking demon that, you know. Unfortunately, though, like 
where's the incentive for sentinels to allow that to, to happen right they literally are competing against like sure in I'm, in such a short like period cool. i'll show you the financial guys. documents where it says burning cash that might be the incentive <laughs> for them to try to get somebody off their salary <laughs> The guy that funds them, who owns that sushi restaurant and runs the VC firm, I mean, go yeah, into his true. restaurant and order some fish and tell him about how much money Pancada is just burning being <laughs> sat on the bench. Uh, Jesus, yeah. When you put it that way, when you put it that way. Uh, I mean, Pancada, theoretically, depending on uh, what happens with any of the three Brazilian teams, Pancada, you know, a juicy prospect. Furia made a couple changes in the offseason. Um... Dijazine, who was wild on Duelist uh, last year, no longer with the team for you know reasons outside of the actual gameplay, as far as I know and has been reported. Um, and then Havoc, who was like a hot prospect that a bunch of teams were trying out, um, has ended up joining with Fury as well. We've seen the play in the offseason, MW's playing Duelist, and he was going pretty fucking crazy. It was giving me the flashbacks to game landers in 2020 um so you know some some potential here with furia last year they had that run at the beginning of the season where everybody felt like uh you know by everybody i mean uh you guys overrated them when i wasn't on and then they fell off <laughs> so yeah uh that happened feeling more confident or less confident about uh furia this year than previously or just pretty much at the exact same level what are you thinking josh I think the Gamelanders comparison is absolutely perfect because every time you look at the stats, MW's plus 30 and the rest of the team don't have thumbs. So that's it's exactly the same as when MW was playing Duelist for his previous teams. It's something to do with the way that MW plays and the rosters that he finds himself on where he has such a... I, I don't know. I think he, he forces the team to play around him to such a high degree that no one else can manage to find their value when they play with this guy on Duelist. It's, it's nuts to watch, because uh, I know that Khalil is extremely talented, and I know that Havoc is extremely talented. The others, I'm not as sure about, but like they should not be going you know, negative 20 during their BO3s, while MW just is the only person getting any kills. They should be able to figure out a more balanced system. It looks like MW kills everybody, and the rest of them are just running around lost in some of these games when you watch them. So it's, it, it's really unusual, the, what you get, because it, it really is it's just a bit bizarre watching I mean, them. I, I, I do think, I mean, I don't really have the inside information, but when I look at this team, I keep thinking the same thing. It's, it's MW putting together the team, and it just hasn't really worked to, get, worked to his favor in the past, despite, you know, looking insane himself. With that being said, like, the, I'm not using the offseason to really even infer anything, because I think those games, they ended up having, what, like some food poisoning at that India event and whatever, like, and it was also like, them working on their coach for a few weeks or whatever. With that being said, I hate how the team has been put together. I, I just do. <laughs> like, I, I just... That was honest. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't inspire any confidence because I don't think, like, I, I, other than Havoc, like, it just seems that they're going back to playing with some of the people that they, they liked before, and that's, that's the deal with MW over and over and over. I mean, Liazzi's new, though, right? Liazzi was previously playing for, like, 
I don't know. I, I didn't see this guy. He was playing for the uh, Liberty way back oh, in the day. Oh, shit. I forgot about so that. He went to Masters Berlin. Uh, oh, man. I'd forgotten he even existed. He's, he's, that's Liberty what I'm saying. Was... He's in those circles. It's always people. It's yeah, always it's, in the fucking and then... mid-tier Brazilian team circles that MW consistently is just floating around. Yeah. And, and then they have uh, Conan playing, who's on the bench and then played in the playoffs last year. So it, it's hey, by the way, this might... This might be an effect of the fact that the Brazilian scene is stagnating because they can't get proper scrims throughout the entirety of the year because all of their good players have just moved to LA. So, yeah. you know, it's not like I'm, I'm not an expert, but I don't know how many good up-and-coming Brazilian players there really are aside from the people that were on the union. And like half of them are Shouldn't not going to be allowed to participate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, half of them have got felonies. So... <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. It it's be just Italy. true. <laughs> it's literally a fact. This is the one team. I mean, you mentioned the Pancada thing for. Oh, oh he's gone loud for this, but this is the team. Where, oh. uh, they could. Uh, oh, my back. I'm, for some reason, I'm You're like back. lagging out every so often for five seconds. This is the team, though, where you could just plug and play Pancada if shit's going wrong because he is just an upgrade to Liazzi. Um, I think if there's any, any team that Pancada ends up on throughout the season, I think it would be Furia. I don't know if it would be necessarily the best home with how things are, are run which you guys are, are, are alluding to but it would be a it might straight be the only easy one for one upgrade yeah yeah, yeah. alright uh, let's move on to crew who have shy now who was really good with Lev towards the end of last season he was one of the players that was dragging them over the finish line in a lot of their really close games when they were on the precipice of fucking doom and gloom. Um, and then uh, uh, Nags, who had been with the team for eons, has finally... Did one of their oh. assistant coaches has just got the rat emote on DDX. Have you seen those emotes? The, like, the, like, the little rat that's like, what are you talking about? What the what fuck are you, are you no, talking no? about? You're not even the Twitch I, emote. No, I, get, I know the emote, but what are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's that's all I'm going to see every time I see the guy's name. Like, I'm just going just gonna oh, to see, see a little rat like DDX. Okay. I'm just going to see... <laughs> just going to see His that. name is the emote. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh... Well, these guys don't have LCQ now, so they better fucking win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, dude, look at their match page. Look at their match page. Just click what? on more results. 109 more results. Want, I don't want to see. Just do it. Good's gone. Just caught his ass in 4K, poor guy. <laughs> that was the three minutes he walked away, too. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. What happened? I just got back. I had to, use, I had to pee so bad. What happened? What happened? I just asked you to pull up the match results and I realized that you weren't there. I, I had to pee so bad. Okay, I'll pull up the okay. match results. Dude, look at this. So LCQ is literally the only thing that they've won in like a thousand years. They have been, it's just red all before that, red all after that, and then they won every game in LCQ. I think they made a deal with the devil. God, this I is think... an absurd run, dude. What is this? Yeah. Like, it actually takes an effort to lose that much. And uh, then I randomly win. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I couldn't randomly win at the end, but I could, I could lose a lot. 
This is a team yeah. that went to every international tournament. I mean, but to be there. fair, all their matches were stupid close. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. During the regular season, yeah. are we are we expecting uh, better results from Crew overall this year, or is it going to be? It can't get much worse, my dog. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. True. yes, we're expecting that's better true. results. That is I, that is a fact. The thing yeah. is that the, I I don't think I think you need to make an upgrade to the core of the team and. They basically took away one piece, and I don't know if it's necessarily an upgrade. Everybody's going to say, of course it is. Nags is gone. Like, of course it's an upgrade. That guy needed to be cut, like, years ago. But, like, realistically, you still have Kesnick Klaus on this team, and they've tried to, like, move it around in the past, but they keep coming back to it, and it just isn't interesting to me. This is the same people from three years. Well, I mean, now. who was uh, who was there a Sentinel last year? Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay, Davies died though, so unfortunately, you know that's yeah. So they had Shai... to find a replacement there. I mean, Chai is very good though. To be fair, he is extremely good. I Shai mean, Davies was fantastic. Was, Davies was exceptional. It might even be a downgrade, but Chai is really, really good. I think it should be a bit of a side grade there. Um, I think but... Chai it was good with Livietan, and I. But completely on board with one of the the fact that you said why where he was guiding the guy dragging them through some of those games. But I think that that might be because of the system he played in. It was very very structured, and because of that, he just he shined because of his discipline in comparison to everybody else. Crew is not they they ain't got no discipline, bro. They just got to close. They were like, disciplined during LCQ. Yeah, they you're were, right. They, you're right. Dude, those those, those one three oneers are crazy. <laughs> those guys on the fucking extremities of the map were not taking one step forward until there was 40 seconds left on the clock. And they, yeah. they were just they were just sat there watching. You never know what's going to come out B-Main on split. <laughs> they, they just need to close more games. So that's simple. They, they also probably should have made a change if there was one available for Klaus. Uh, this is what I was so. worried about with them doing well at the end of last year, is that I thought they should, they should just deliberately lose LCQ. In order for them to be incentivized to probably to be, make moves, this guy's going to be coping about <laughs> that the the crew won't go on a run moment forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever. I'll never get over Just, it. See, they should have lost. They should have listened. I'll never get over. Never it. won a game again. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, keep it pushing. Mibr. Any <laughs> y'all got anything? That was the end. I don't. I don't really know where to take this one. Y'all got anything? All, all Brazilians are perfect. They do nothing wrong. There are no reasons to be excited about MIBR. <laughs> That's There are no reasons. I mean, they have they have gone from they have gone from an IGL that was clearly not going to bring them results to just cycling another IGL. That is very unlikely to bring them results. The way that this team has been playing when we've seen them recently has been fairly lost. They don't seem to have too much synergy with each other. The roster doesn't have as much um, uh, firepower as some of the others, although it's not horrendous. It just loses out to basically every other roster when you're comparing it on paper. So that means that the value has to come from a lot of other places and... I think that's going to be a serious issue because as good as Fraud and Bazooka have made teams in the past, I think they're working with um, a, a difficult job here. 
I'll give you one reason. I, I think the stuff coming out of their camp at the end of the year where Heat is not even playing because they have disagreements on the play style or whatever, I think that's a great thing to get rid of in terms of environment for the team. And so that combined with fraud, I think, is something that I'm now seeing whether... Now I'm excited to see whether or not the players are going to be able to use that to their advantage and play to whatever goals that they actually have, right? I, I've spoken to a couple of them, and they seemed like really motivated to show that they actually have the ability to whatever. Um, and that that combination of like work ethic could work with fraud and without any blockers in the way, which he supposedly was last. To be fair, like that is a massive factor, like more than people would think. Like when you're on a team and a player just isn't buying in, it's you're basically just you're it's a, it's a sinking ship. And last year they had no tools to to deal with that situation, so they're left with yeah. playing with that for the entirety. Sometimes there was like glimpses of hope, um, like during the regular season they had like a decent decent start, despite like mostly losing. What they beat they beat you guys, Energy, yep. and um, that was like the 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 peak of it. And I think that peak was exciting. That peak was good enough to maybe do something in terms of like maybe going to playoffs and whatnot, but um, beyond, like, if if the blockage within the team was enough for that not to happen ever, then, yeah, all of a sudden you don't have that anymore, and it might be something decent here. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see more uh, JZZ. He was really good yeah. last season. I think he could still, I think he could and should be the breakout player of the team this year, and Hopefully they're able to put some serious structure around him. I think the team has a good structure in regards to yeah the, the management um, of the the roster with the coaching staff, all that. I, I I do think there's more potential than last year for sure. Um, you know, maybe it's it's hard to believe it'll be you know more significant than maybe getting up towards the mid table this year instead of being at the bottom of the table. But I, that wouldn't be too bad, all things considered. Um, I, I think that would be a perfectly fine result for them. Uh, They're going to have to rely on Odds and but... JZZ a lot, I think. Yeah. In order to be getting their wins. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it moving. We're going to talk about NRG. Um, they have made no to be a few changes. No. <laughs> this shouldn't... <laughs> Not a particularly interesting one. We can move on to Sentinels. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves them. <laughs> um, all right, let me go down here. I'm looking at the roster changes in the run of show. Uh, they had Song. Now they have Marved. They had FNS. And now they have Ethan, the IGL. Uh, and they had Artis. Now they have Demon 1, the duelist who jumped on the table. And one champions. <laughs> React. <laughs> Bala, you can I, go first. I mean, super team. Like, straight up. I think the only question was about the IGLing and who knows, but a lot of faith, right? Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of faith. Big shoes to fill, but still, I mean, you have so much experience on this team. Like, even, even if Ethan was a dog shit IGL, you'd be fine. Like, you know what I mean? You'd still have crashes to back him up. You still have Victor. You still have Mark. All who come incredibly well and mid-round incredibly well. So, like, I, I think these guys are going to do everything in their power to set Demon 1 up to be exactly like he was last year. And if 
I don't see that failing, but if that fails, like they still got four world class players behind them. This this is a team that should be winning the split, like a hundred percent. They should finally get a regional title, and they should be moving on to actually compete for international titles. I'm interested in your perspective, finesse on how difficult you think it is for a player that hasn't got calling experience as the primary IGL to step into those shoes. Because there are a lot of people that we know are vocal and do secondary calling. But it seems like there is a gap that's fairly difficult to get over in terms of like experience and work that you have to put in in order to t- shoulder that responsibility as the main IGL for the team. If the player we were talking about wasn't Ethan, I'd agree 100% that that gap would be a lot larger. But with Ethan, it's not. Um, even when he was playing Counter-Strike, he's played with a lot of great IGLs. Now going into Valorant, he's played with a few good IGLs. So he's gotten enough experience as far as like what they do or what they provide to where I'm sure he soaked up a lot of that information and is going to be able to use it to his advantage and help his team get better and better. And then on top of that, he has players around him who are willing to, and not just willing to, will by default mid-round a lot. So realistically, all he has to do is call start of the round. And then on top of that, you have a really good coach in chat who will already have the game plan set for him. If there was any team where an IGL isn't necessary, it's this one in terms of like, you don't have to have IGL before to just be still be able to perform on this roster. And so that's why I I regard them so highly is because there are so many players and there's so many factors that go into why this team is going to be good that have nothing to do with in-game leading to begin with. Mm. Uh, can you can you speak a bit to what Chet is like during the timeouts? Because my understanding is that while some of the coaches might be more like big picture during timeouts, of like you, you guys are getting fucked because you're not taking enough mid control or something like that. I My understanding is that Chet is more specific with it, like trying to call... He just calls a strat. strategies or something. He just calls a strat. So we have a playbook that it, it there are times where he'll randomly call something we've potentially never done, but are running into a situation or a wall that we've never run into before. And he thinks of a solution on the spot, mm. but that's rarely the case. It's more so he'll just look back at the playbook and go, okay, can we do this strat? And everyone remembers the strat. We've dry ran it a hundred times. And then, Usually from that point on, we kind of build up if we win the round and stuff like that. Yeah, that seems like a very good system for somebody that's less experienced to go into. In yeah, terms it's of easy. Like I mean, even I told him, him, and I'm an experienced caller, and even I told him, like, bro, just stop telling me what we're doing wrong. Just call a fucking strat. You're watching the game six rounds in. Tell me what to do then. Like, if you, if you watch the game for six rounds, just call the next strat because then you've seen everything. You've seen how the opponent reacts. You can easily, you know, and then, so he just started doing that, and since then it hasn't really changed. Maybe it'll change with this team, I don't know, but as yeah. far as it went with me and him and I, it was very a simple agreement of call a timeout, don't, you know, there's no point in wasting any time, just call what you see, and have faith in that it will work. I, I, you know, I, from my experience, think it might be a little difficult for an IGL to step in with very vocal mid-rounders if, for example, they lose faith in you pretty early because then they'll try to overcall a lot. Um, 
with that being said, again, I don't expect that to happen, but that is like a potential thing that some IGLs would fall into for if they didn't know each year. other. But these exactly. guys know each other really well, and they're all really good friends to begin with. Like we were all really good friends with Ethan as it was. You know, we've known this guy for years. These guys have all known these guys for years. So I don't see those kinds of problems, the same problems that might occur on other teams with the new pickups happening on this team. It but, is so funny. Bren was trying to persuade us that this guy, the, that this team didn't have a uh, like a. Uh, a guy to lighten the mood or something or to bring people back in line which i just don't how can you how can you know anything about i don't know where he got that from i think it's because a lot of these players seem quite serious when they get into the game like demon one ethan i think i think victor as well seem very serious when they get even when you watch them on stage they look yeah, but dude, fucking... Marv has got high key himbo energy. Like you can't be, <laughs> dude. You, you you can't help but laugh at this guy sometimes. Uh, we're uh, there. I mean, even when I was on the team, it's just very very chill vibes. Everyone joking around, laughing with each other. Um, there is no like real crazy tension or anything, unless we start losing, which we did. But besides that, it's it's all good and and it's all normal. Everything, everyone's normal. It's chill, like chill good friends there's very little like seriousness outside of what you guys see yeah what do you think this team is going to do because my main concern with this is how the role overlap is going to work because demon one had a very specific setup on eg where he i mean they had really unusual roles they had Demon 1 playing the jet and then the smokes, and then when Demon 1 wasn't on Duelist, they had Jorgamo come in to fill that spot. So what do you think is more likely? Demon 1 being able to just start playing Raze, or is that no. going to be Victor picking Vic is up too all good on Raze. Vic is basically Jorgamo, right? Now, you could argue he's worse, he's better, whatever, but he's basically the Jorgamo for, for Demon 1. So the second Vic needs to... Or, sorry, Demon 1 needs to go to, to smokes, or they need a Raze, and there's no jet on the map, then immediately Vic is going to take the raise and then Jogmo's or sorry uh Demon 1 is going to go into smokes um and then probably what will happen is Marv will go into Viper or whatever else if they need double smokes or whatever um obviously Marv is still going to be the main controller on the team but I think I know a lot of people see it as role overlap I see it as a complete strength I think they're better off with the 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 roles they have right now because they have two of everything besides Sentinel Two people can play smokes on the team. Two people can play initiators on the team. Two people can play duelists on the team. The only thing they didn't they lack compared like in terms of what we've seen in VC tournaments and stuff is who's going to play the sentinel role consistently. But one, it's the easiest role to learn. Now that's debatable, but I I think I stand by that. And then two, Vic and Austin have both played it at a high level at one point or another. So yeah. that they have two of everything. There's no there is no real overlap. Yeah, I think people forget because it was so long ago that Crashies was genuinely fantastic on Sentinel right back in like yeah. the very the early time of the game. Shit. Oh my. Yeah, and then on top oh, of that, well, you're just yeah, sitting there when baiting. he moved to it recently too. Yeah, no, yeah. I was thinking about when he was playing Cypher, like back when he was playing for yeah, yeah, yeah. one or something. But yeah, he did play it recently too. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, the, the fucking ancient days. Oh, um, yeah. I'm sad. Dude, I'm so sad that we won't get to see the Crashy Sky shit anymore because it's <laughs> genuinely beautiful dog done combinations it's fine we'll get to see a sova sova's filthy <laughs> very true um, yeah i am i the only i okay 
I yes, you are oh, the only one. You're the only one. Okay, maybe I'm the only one. Comes maybe take. I'm the only one. This is an incoming, <laughs> incoming bad take on the horizon here. But when Som first joined NRG, there was a lot of talk about it being big shoes to fill because Marv had previously been fantastic on that team. But I, I love the way that Som was playing smokes on NRG. I feel like the the team set him up for success a lot, made his role quite like focused, and then he was he was pounding and. I I know that it wasn't an exact like like for like comparison, but that that to me is the big area where Marv is now going to have more roles to fill probably or like more moving around to account for Dima Ron coming in. And I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like when he was playing with you guys, finesse the the style that you played gave him a very like open lane to go for those aggro lurks that he's known for and go for those high value plays which if you don't if you're trying to build entirely around like a demon one or something like that instead i feel like there's some potential there for marv to not really have his space to make his plays in the same way that he had done previously when he was at the top of the world i see what you're saying and i remember specifically it was week five we were one in three in the season and i specifically had a talk with sam in my apartment where i was like yo you need to start playing the game like in terms of like just play your game he was too worried about like playing stagnant and like listening to the call and not dying right your smokes mm. character you can't die and then right after that he started making more and more instinctual plays based off what he saw and heard and based off what he thought what the opponent was doing basically started playing the game for instead of worrying about what we were doing and his whole entire game changed Jimmy never had this issue. Jimmy doesn't give a fuck. He just plays. No, he's doing whatever he wants. And so if there's any player on the team that will do that and, and have have that issue, it will definitely not be Jimmy. He will take his timings when he sees them. If he makes a mistake, he's very good at he's very receptive to understand like if Chet says like oh, don't do this next time, but he won't do it. But at the end of the day, he wants to learn and get better. But more importantly than all of that, his instincts will always kick in and he'll always do what he thinks is right in the moment. And I think that's why he was like a world-class player, right? It's just his consistent ability to just take over based off what he thinks is happening. A lot of the stuff Jimmy did, I didn't call for him. He just did it, right? So yeah, yeah. that's the kind of player you need in that role. Sam had to develop into that role, but eventually developed into that role, not just quickly, but at a very high level, <clears throat> right? Jimmy already does, does that or did that previously on our team. Here's my question, though. Do you think that's easier to have a player like that find success when everybody else is doing quite a a, a, a set thing? It feels like when I think about the way that this team is going to play, I would imagine them being a bit more loose and a bit more improv than the way that you ran the previous version of the roster. I don't imagine that Ethan will be calling as heavily. I think he'll, he'll be relying on input from other people and have it more of the loose eg kind of style yeah is i feel like it's easier for marv to be the the wild card element when the rest of the team all has a very clear understanding of how they're creating like a distraction or pressure on the other side of the map or something like that default heavy team like so when on optic and on energy we were a very default heavy team because i love mid-rounding and then the same thing goes for vic and austin they love being able to like we just love knowing we're hitting the correct site before we hit yeah. it instead of gambling. And unless you have heavy ults and you're hitting a bomb site, it doesn't really, in my head, make sense to just go in rush A, rush B, whatever, like you do in ranked. And then the same thing goes with EG. 
like we did play very similarly in a sense that it was a very heavy defaulty team that went into a strat late and same thing on defense like their setups interchanged between each other so because those styles are a little bit more similar than maybe you might think i think they'll be fine and jimmy will still just be able to as long as they're playing that default standard style be able to find his timings and his picks and make those plays yeah fair gotcha i mean there's about a, i mean there's so many you know positives and exciting things to look at about this team are there any uh or rather i guess like what would any potential pitfalls with this roster be that they need to avoid to get the success that it's assumed they're going to get not winning right away <laughs> okay yeah i mean getting boomed by a bad group or you a think bad that, like setup they're or susceptible something? to none of that billy billy shit can happen again <laughs> <laughs> i just can't uh, just not suffering the the mental walls crumbling basically yeah that's because if, it, if they do it's gonna be bad like it's gonna be way worse than it was on the previous roster and just based off the talent they have and based off the expectations not only that others have for them but they have for themselves is gonna be impossible to just rectify these problems within such a short span of time because again like we said everyone has to win right if you lose you're in trouble and especially when you're a super team regarded as the best you have the highest expectations damn you're talking like you're about to take their spots and shit like (laughs) every team like you gotta win i'm just just saying like they just have to win it's that simple yeah Uh, well speaking of super teams if we're ready to move on yes what? Why? You better be. You better be, str- you better be transitioning into a it's real Sentinels. super team. It's right. Sentinels. Yeah. That, what right. do you mean? That is a. What are you yeah. talking? That is a real super team. Hates hundred thieves. Hates Sentinels. Hates tens. <laughs> Crazy. True, yeah. Crazy Jesus. behavior from Wilkinson. <laughs> um. All right. Sentinels. They've been going crazy in the off season. The hype has never been higher. Well, like, I mean, in at least a couple years. <laughs> at least since uh, <laughs> Berlin 2021. The hype has never been higher for Sentinels to, you know, actually do really well. Um, how are we feeling in regard to them in the echelon of... I, I'm going to assume they're just kind of the proposed, you know, top four that we're looking at to make Madrid to the teams. It's, you know, you got Sen, Loud, NRG, Leviathan. That's kind of the assumed top four we have. Um, how this are we team, feeling? This team has a great chance of getting hot out the gates. I feel like they've right. been putting in all the work they need to be able to look very good at the beginning of the year and start off strong. Uh, there's a lot of other teams that haven't, uh, you know, that, that that have just been getting used to the changes that they've been going through. This team has been like grinding out all of the small details for like months now, and they've been taking the off season so seriously. Like way more than any other team. Yeah. It speaks for itself, honestly. Not much else to say. They're just good. They are yeah. genuinely good. They're the favorite to win? To come in first for this qualifying kickoff regional tournament? For a kickoff? Fucking anyone can do that shit right now. Okay. Like, we don't know. We don't <laughs> I know. I don't think they're even. We don't know. I don't think form. there even is a game well, I for, guess, to, to win the kickoff. There's not a technical, I think I guess there's not technically a winner, but the, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. They're capable, but, yes. Is it likely? We don't like. It's just so hard to say because, like you said, there's you just named like four or five other teams that can also potentially do it, right? But they're in that 
last year they weren't really in that conversation i don't think as much as they no. are this year and what the the community expectations for sentinels i think are going to be higher because you've actually seen them play well exactly you haven't seen loud play well you haven't seen nrg play well so people are gonna you know be hyped about the team that they know is good over the unknowns of some of the other squads that should be good but you're not 100 percent sure about it but that, that's not exactly the way that it works just because you've seen sentinels doesn't mean that they are uh the best but but goddamn have they made some improvements over the offseason, man. Like this I is agree. a this is a real team now. This is a real team. They're they're making all the correct moves. The rotation the rotations are actually hard to read. Um like I know if I was playing against that team, it'd be very difficult for me to read. They're very, very vocal with each other based off what I've heard. Um and like the voice comps and stuff. It's it they just have to maintain that level. If they can maintain that level, they will be fucking really dangerous. Even for teams like NRG and Lev. But they got to maintain that level. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at Zelsus as the guy to, like, kind of bring the energy and allow, you, like, everybody to be in peak form and whatever. But now that they've had so much experience in these off-season events, like, it, it will transition to other people just being able to, like, provide that. So even if Zelsus is having an off day or whatever, like, uh, Dasi will be able to bring it up. That can that, obviously... It's that thing that we were talking about, right? Like, 100 Thieves gaining that confidence with having Bustio play in that tournament? Sentinels yep. gained all of that. They already right. like, they're like a level ahead in that sense. They gained all that off-season confidence, and now they know they're good in their heads. So, yeah. and I think they figured out like all of the kind of role issues that they had last year. Like they don't, they're not going into the season with any major problems um, compared to other teams. Like they're they're pretty happy, pretty comfortable with the situation that they're in in terms of structure, in terms of roles, in terms of all of that. So this is. This is their opportunity to, like, to, to grab here in kickoff to actually make it back to international tournaments. I love this shit, bro. Too many good teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually looking a lot better than I thought it would at the beginning of the season, too. But holy fuck, VLR still lists Zelsis as the sub. That's I mean, the funniest joke I've seen. Thank God, though, that... <laughs> thank bro, God, though. Bro, I'm done uh, with that picture. Don't. I'm not. That's actually the first time I've seen it. I'm, I'm just getting started with that photo, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know I, what that means, man. I don't want to know what I mean, that means. <laughs> I, listen, I'm just glad that... I'm just glad... That um uh I'm myself <laughs> in the photos in his head, bro. <laughs> I was gonna make I was gonna no. make another joke, but <laughs> that's for after dark. Nah, nah, I was nah. like, do I say this joke in my head? <laughs> Saving it for the 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 premium episode. Um, uh, listen, I'm just glad that uh, Sentinels look good. Only fans are gonna have a, I'm just <laughs> glad that Sentinels look good. I'm just a, a big fan, you know. Um, what the fuck was I actually going to say earlier before that got shown? Oh, I was just going to say I'm glad that Sentinels have not gotten sucked into the black hole of roster changes week after week that they were in last year. They have avoided... Yeah, it was not a pitfall. It, it was legitimately a black hole that they were being like, vortexed into all season. Don't and if speak they... too soon, man. You never there, know. There's no way. There's no way. Surely they wouldn't do that this season. Surely they won't lose the first game and Pancada will be right back in. I I mean, I'm begging and pleading that they don't do that. I mean, it's they have... Oh, he's gone again. He's died. Actual team. Oh, yeah, and back. I'm lagging out. And I'm lagging yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and I'm back. I've been lagging out so much <laughs> this entire time, and it's driving me I'm actually... I'll tell you what as well. I'm... 
genuinely excited to see Tens cooking on Omen. I can't wait to see this lunatic Didn't doing the silliest oh, shit on Omen. Uh, no, no, I, we're, hold on. Let me circle back to you hating Tens. I was going to say, because, does this guy hate Tens? What is he talking about? Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember doing an yeah. episode where you were hating on the Tens Omen. And I'm like, Josh, can we please move on to the next topic? And you're like, oh, one more thing. And you just kept going off and now all of a sudden it's it's your favorite fucking thing in the world it's it's very silly it's very silly and i enjoy it a lot he's 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 got more capability of being a very like good aggressive omen player than he does of being a duelist or a hard initiator player i think so uh, if they're gonna have him on the roster and he's gonna be doing these like wild aggro plays omen is definitely the funniest for him to be on he's gonna be like like Peak silly, but also peak aim Redgar at all times. And it's going to be fucking amazing to watch. He's going to be doing silly bastard TPs all over the place because he's been doing it all offseason every time he's done it. And some of them are going to pound and he's going so to like be owning Angel, people. But he'll yeah, like Angel. Guy. Yeah, like Angel, but not an old man. Like it's going to be like <laughs> it's going to be like Angel looking back through an old photo book of when he was in his youth. And it's like, ah, good times. And then he can go and watch Tens doing it all. I swear, you are going to see some absurd highlight plays from him and some outrageous feeding omen is like the perfect place to get they max entertainment value they literally look comfortable they do but they're also playing off him fairly well too but my yeah. god i've seen some silly shit and it's way funnier to do the silly shit on omen than it is to do the silly shit on duelist because you just end up like you just end up dying and your team can't take any space or or if you do it on uh initiator he's like you know it's just the silly shit is like not using your utility Are you properly. taking or tens for silly shit? No, just in general. Omen. Oh, just Go in on. general. Surely. Oh, I mean, that's that's less interesting. I, I don't know. I guess I'll take I'll I'll take Marv because it's more consistent, I suppose. But but if I <laughs> if I want entertainment, I'm looking at the tens omen. I'm telling you, you are gonna get some amazing clips from that guy. All right. And finally, I guess I was gonna say the rival of Sen. Is that true? I don't know. I guess the orgs tweeted each other but it's g2 uh g2 <laughs> ascended from america's a lot of hype around this team that kind of it got you know tampered down a little bit in the off season because they were not fantastic in the little off season tournaments and things that they were playing in in fall of last guy. year they played show matches i i'm not saying that affected me i'm just <laughs> i'm i'm reading the room okay. and by the room i mean like you know reddit <laughs> that's the that's, that's the room fucking hate that room um so yeah g2 they all right they only made the one change they brought in leaf for tex which is i mean it was a pretty sick move on paper even though tex was obviously very good too but certainly a cool move the rest of the roster stayed the same all those guys looked great last year i mean trent was still a demon jonah p i thought really went from good player to fantastic player towards the yeah, end the of last arc. year's uh yeah basically uh net has remained super consistent um i, I know also in regard to uh, behind the scenes activity with the with the team like uh you know what he does in, in practice the communication all that highly regarded still to me a team to be very excited about and the off season whatever i don't i don't care i do not care josh do you care 
Uh, no, but I also don't know how good this team actually would have been last year if they'd played in the partnership system because they, they were, remember, playing against lower-level teams. I mean, not significantly lower. We already know that the Challengers teams are really good at the top level. So, you know, your, your M80s, your guard from last year... Who else last year was looking really good? Oxygen towards MXS. the end as well. Yeah, MXS. But I think MXS are better now than they were last year, aren't they? Mm. They, they look... They, they, no? they will be, but they were very good last year in the, the final sure. playoffs. Like, And but that was a I, different team, so... I don't know. I don't know where the guard would have placed. Like, I reckon they probably would have been around the like top four kind of level last year if they'd been playing as good as they were, but had been playing in partnerships. But it's really difficult to tell because you're comparing them against a total different set of teams. Yeah. Um that's that's where i think they should be aiming towards though is like top middle of the pack trying to break into the top four but damn the top four is quite difficult to get into oh yeah i i think this team last year in challengers was able to learn a lot about um just developing new comps being able to play um uh, you know cutting edge meta stuff like that and that made them a lot more consistent but you're right they, it was definitely against more weaker competition on the average and that gives you certain liberties here like this season you don't have that sort of liberties you're playing week after week with teams who are going to be anti-stratting the shit out of you right like it's not that easy to come up with new stuff and then also be able to on the fly defend it and prove to the rest of the the teams that that's how you uh, how you can do it so i i have faith with them because i think last year's experience was fantastic for them confidence building aside um, they just looked great. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they should be shooting for at least one qualification um, to, to an event. I don't know why I think this, but I think they are going to have a slow start. Uh, so, for kickoff and then maybe even split one. But hopefully they're going to pick up from that point, and that's assuming they have the slow start. I don't know if they actually will, but I don't know, for some reason, I just feel like they're going to have a slower start. It would be weird and if they did, though. Some adjustment. It should be fairly easy for them to get off the ground running because changing Leaf in for tanks shouldn't really adjust too much to how they were operating. And they still have... I mean, they'll have yeah. to redo their compositions for maps in the same way that everybody else will. It's just so will, hard but... for me to rate them above so many teams we've already named, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which is very, very fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's, there's like the, the aforementioned top four and then past that, you know... E.G., 100 Thieves, C9, Nigeria. I mean, they've, they've got to be at least around there. But yeah, it does feel like, you know, am I, are you certain they're going to beat Cloud9 or Furia? Or, I don't, well, that's I don't my know. point, right? That right? middle it's of the like, pack is eh. disgusting. Like, yeah. actually just so, so, so close. In terms of just skill level on paper. And that's why it's so difficult for me to, like, just put them up there. I Wolf. feel better about G2 than I do about some of those other teams you mentioned, though, in that middle of the pack. Like, I feel like they should be towards the top of the middle of the pack. Like, versus C9 or versus Furia, something like that. So got a, C9, they got a better Thieves, team system. Furia. Yeah. And who? Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're literally about to do power rankings, so... Yeah, <laughs> we can just I, do I, it yeah, there. We are literally going Fair to enough. do power... Ooh, <laughs> the preview. Uh, yeah, I guess we can do that. Uh, but we are going to take a short break, come back, and do the power rankings. So, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after five minutes. Or... Th How long are you going to set a curve? Five minutes. We'll do five <laughs> minutes. Let's get some copyright-free music going. <laughs> can we hear the can we hear the Wii music soundtrack? That's not What's copyright free, I don't think. 
Oh, that's brutal. It's Nintendo is notorious for just taking down stuff, so. Oh. Well, I, I got a guy. I like your seven-pointed stars on everything, too. Yeah, I goofed up the, the screen. We haven't used it in a minute. Um, this is a great song. Oh my Holy. god. Holy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's so good. It pierces your ear. All right, I'm going to get some water and something to snack on. Yo, thank you for member, everybody. Chat, what did you guys get to eat? I got some carrots and hummus. I didn't get nothing. Was I supposed to get something to eat? And that's crazy, Kurt. You don't eat food? <laughs> no, you just don't involve me. <laughs> Why? Why don't you eat food? Uh, I'm, um, uh, I'm fasting forever. Oh shit, my, that's crazy. It's my religion. I love this song. It makes me so happy.
Time to, get to say goodbye to the song. We're coming back. Oh, snap. I don't know if everybody's here, though. It's my but... favorite track. I'm here, I'm here. Woo! We all here? Are we all here? Hello! Yes. Oh, wow. We're all here. Perfect. All right. It's time for the power ranking. Kurt, bring up the graphic. <laughs> what? There we go. Whoa, oh, my God. You redesigned the brat. Yeah, we designed it. And that's the music. New me. New graphic. Let's do mm. this. All right. There goes the lower third. That's what I was waiting on. All right. Let's begin and argue amongst ourselves and with each other, not amongst ourselves. Or the inner monologue arguing, but can also I, with each other. Can I propose? <laughs> no. Can I propose what? that we throw the top four in there and don't worry about where the they're ranked yet? yet. Okay. Yes. And then we figure, you know, put them in like roughly <clears throat> at the moment. And then we'll, okay. sure. we'll argue so, uh, more about it later. Yeah. Lev. NRG, Sentinels, and 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves. <laughs> Stop. What? So what is going on here? Where is... Okay, Loud is in there. In the top four. Yeah, there you go. Loud has got to be in the top four, don't I don't they? see 100 Thieves. I agree, I agree. You don't see I 100 think... Thieves because they're not there. Why? <laughs> <laughs> they're not top four. You have to put NRG uh, first, CG last, you. right? Uh, EG last? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I, f I, I rookie am low team, on the MIBR. Oh, that's fair enough. But, yeah. or, but or that low? I, I'm pretty low. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm fine with getting, you know. I know EG's about to trickle up to seven. Love I this. Love this yeah. for me. Love this for me. Um, am I, I mean, crew have got to be down somewhere towards yeah, the bottom back. as well. Yeah, you're back. Bruh. I mean, crew have got to be somewhere towards the bottom as well and the rest of the middle of the pack, right? Yeah. Isn't that roughly how it is? Yep. Yeah. Crew Furia, maybe. Yeah, and, I mean uh, dude, I don't know where to put Hundred Thieves at all. I'm I'm with seventh, eighth here with Furia. Like I yeah. don't know which one is which, but they're there. Yeah. And then yeah, and then throw the other three in there, and now we can get to actually ordering things like closely, you know? So we'd have to put C9 ahead of G two, right? Since we've seen them in the off season, or I don't uh, think so. I know. Damn, I you guys feel... have high expectations. I mean, this, yeah, this is like, yeah. I did G two have Leaf and Trent on the team? They looking, they looked really good last year. Like they, this is not the same Cloud Nine that we saw last year. Like That's that fair. version of Cloud Nine versus G two. Yeah, I put Cloud Nine ahead, but they've kind of swapped around a little bit. A G2 should be better on paper, but I don't know whether they will be. Let's say they're exactly the same. This version of Cloud9 is not going to do the same as Cloud9 last year. They are not going like 8-1 or whatever the fuck they were last year in the regular season. I mean, There's just no way. Paper doesn't matter when you thought about that team anyways last year. So. True, true. Yeah, same I, with EG, too. Yeah. Van yeah. Vanity-led teams, to me, always go on runs. Like, they always just go on one crazy run, and then... Whatever, and then they end up being whatever potential they actually have. That's what um, I always say about uh, Melza-led teams as well. They always go on a run. They're always going on runs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want to propose something here for the top four, and then I want you all to react. What if? 
by Kurt. I already forget it because you took down the graphic. <laughs> Kurt, what if? <laughs> I, I'm, be I'm begging and pleading. <laughs> pleading and begging. What if? We simply switch NRG and Lev. And that's the top four. Uh, oh. That was not top two. Wait, how long term are we making? Is this for the this is for the entire year, right? No, yeah. This is for America the it's whole a, it's year. A, no, 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 no. It's a power ranking. It's That's not a, a where are they going to finish in seven months ranking. Look at the, so, the current topic, third, lower third, motherfucker. It's the power ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, so, so this is like coming into kickoff. Coming into yes, kickoff. It's this is rating now. the power coming into kickoff. It's not a prediction of hey, twenty twenty five. Calm down, everyone. Calm down here. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to be wrong anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I mean, with that, with that basis, maybe you can argue Sentinels above, but I mean, Lev should be. Lev and RG are the teams that look like they should be the most primed to be able to win. Yes. I just, I do believe in Sentinels as well. I think Sen is too as well. Oh, wow. I think I, for kickoff, I, I couldn't be persuaded. Yeah, yeah, just for kickoff. Yeah, for, for kickoff at least, the, the grind they've been putting in, how well they've looked... And then Lev making this last second change to Calm. What's going on there? It's a fire-ass list right are now. Are they... Are Sentinels number one for kickoff? <laughs> I don't see a single mistake. Vanessa's <laughs> is trying to fucking end I... the episode, bro. Yeah, bro, we gotta drag <laughs> this out. We have to drag <laughs> this out. Because I've been hanging out for way too long <laughs> with these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I think this looks good, guys. <laughs> no notes. No notes. Move on. Ugh. <laughs> uh... Can we switch uh, Sen and NRG, though? <laughs> yeah, NRG are 100% top one for me. Like <laughs> Top just... one for kickoff, when we haven't seen the roster play ever before. Don't who care. cares? Don't care. <laughs> <Who> ca <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to be looking all day for someone who cares, Josh, and I won't find them <laughs> because no one cares, right? So NRG are number one. Sentinels are number two. I, 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 you know, the only way I can be convinced, and I'm convincing myself, is that the Vietnam, I don't know what the fuck is going on. They could have internal issues, and that puts them down below Sentinels, like, given, but that's, like, hearsay. So, okay. All right. I mean, Loud are going to be pissed. Sadak is watching this episode fuming right now at where we've put Loud. We can't. These fucking it... Americans never give me the credit. So what I'm, what <laughs> what? I'm going to do here is... <laughs> Put it on finesse and what he said earlier, and just say that I'm I agree. Canadian, bro. It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the the Aspas difference factor. You can't All right, justify. Fine. Put them ahead of Aspas. Fuck it. You can't <laughs> put them ahead of Aspas. <laughs> then we win. Then we no. can't lose. Oh, you can't. <laughs> oh, that hurts me to look at. You can't justify loud being in the top three. And you can't justify them being any lower than four. I don't see a, a, a way. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, simply okay. impossible. I feel. I don't good. know I... how you guys have this much faith in G two, man. Really? Okay, this is so a what... whole new beast of teams they're playing. They're not playing those teams again. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. still look really good, but they're playing like. Like, I Do you know. think? I feel like five through eleven in partnership. He's kind of similar to yeah, I, I challenges. I, I mean, to some degree, I agree. But I okay. Let me put it this way: I think Cloud Nine or Hundred Thieves would have, been, have a better chance at beating NRG Sen Lev than G Two would. Hmm. I think I think Cloud Nine might come out 
pretty pretty hot in the kickoff tournament. Yeah, I just have, I, I don't know why I have such a high stock in them too. I I could definitely see Cloud9 performing better in this kickoff tournament. It's just because their rookie player performed so well in the offseason events. They're like rookie star pickup. Yeah. You know? And so to me that's just such a good sign of good like, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is that is for I mean I I would rather have C9 I, yeah, I'd rather have C9 above G2. I I'm am thinking the number if I want one Leaf Glazer. I about G2. Which I... I that's just no. a, such a toss-up. I just don't I, know. I, this early uh, on, I feel I, like that's... You gotta wait to see where 100 Thieves uh, are at before. You. No, I have so much... Oh, I hate myself Do you have for faith in what is happening? Thieves. He's just moving him down. <laughs> uh, just think about it. Do I have faith in what? Just think about it. <laughs> do you have faith in 100 Thieves? Like, do you have faith that they're going to be able to fix stuff up and really become a very good team? So, I want to move them higher. And also, to answer your question, no. <laughs> right, okay. Make so, that make sense. Right. Make, right. make that make sense, Josh. Yeah. Listen, we got Chamber yeah, but... on Lotus. We potentially have Chamber on Breeze. I mean, Cryo can be back on that chamber, you know? Like, is there a better yeah. chamber player than Cryo in this list? What? what? Maybe league. Demon 1? Demon 1. Demon 1. I could really see Demon 1. Les, Les was not amazing on chamber. No, yeah, he Les, wasn't that Les good. Les actually Aspa struggled during the chamber like, It's fine, like, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Aspas is crazy. Demon... Demon One was like a he had like four thousand rounds on Chamber or something before yeah, joining. Besides G2. Demon One and Aspas, I don't see anyone that clears on Chamber as much as Demon Cryo. One. Zero X. World Championships won on Chamber. One World Championship won playing Smokes. Clearly not a very good Chamber player, actually. <laughs> I mean, but he, he probably won a lot of Knights Weekly Cups playing Chamber. So <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. To that in. Um, <laughs> How many Knights Weekly Cups do you have to win before it's worth one world championship? Fine, you can play Chamber. Man, you're going to see a lot of Chamber this year. Yeah, you probably will. Um, Jesus, where are we? Oh, right, 100 Thieves in G2. Uh, well, you're there. I don't think anybody else is there. Well, where are you guys? This. I'm looking further down the you're list. You're just done? I'm, I'm, trying, to help your, I'm trying to help your argument of 100 Thieves I... over G2 by saying uh, the Chamber thing. Right, right. It's not working out. I mean, I... <laughs> I think EG with Jorgamo are going to be better than MIBR and possibly even, possibly Crew. No, maybe not Crew. I mean, Kesnit is. Dude, can we just put EG at the bottom just out of respect for, like, out of disrespect? Who's that respecting? Respect for the community, respect for the system, respect for fucking, you know. For Valorant. Dude, for I feel so bad for Jorgamo, man. He's such an incredible player, and he's just going to get dogged on all year for being part of the org that everyone hates. No, he's not. Dog I mean, wants to go. Uh, fuck, fuck dude, off you are literally shit. put. You are power ranking I him don't care. You think he gives a fuck where Plat Chat is power ranking dude, him? People like, are just going to be sympathetic all season. He's won a yeah, world championship. He doesn't give a crap. Like, in <laughs> fact, last year we probably put him in this spot, and that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Christ. Um. I'm I'm willing to listen to your arguments though for EG, but like, come on, come on. I I just don't think MIBR have got much going for them. I I, 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 I don't think it looks good. I mean, Arson and JZZ pretty decent, but Jorgamo I think is a significantly better player than 
Uh, well, but either it, of them. Darkamo's been in jail. Decent talent. All off season. MIBR. You know where they've been? Home? You know where they've been? Home for the first time in like six months. Back in the wait, other can season. you make the what? argument that Ichi's had better prac or no? Uh, hmm. yeah, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, okay, but whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Darkamo's been they in jail. It. They don't put him in a fucking offshore processing plant. <laughs> He's mean... been at home. <laughs> He's not been in an actual physical fucking <laughs> jail in the Philippines. Guantanamo. What are you talking about? He's getting waterboarded. Take the contract. Take the contract. Like, what are you talking about? He's just been vibing at home, but under Doing some stress. shit, bro. Like, he's just chilling. Like, playing with a bunch of scrubs, bro. Like, constantly, like, playing with no... I mean, like... he was rumored to move to G2, right? But then they got lead. Yeah. Yeah. But, my, dude, he's not going to be a significantly worse player. He's not had his mental broken. EG have not been using sleep deprivation torture to make him take so, a few so He was so close make... to having one person with him. He was so close to having his friend Calm come out of jail with him, go on stage, then go back into jail. But no, he got ripped <laughs> apart from him again. This dude, like, what are you talking so about? So if he's we can make the argument rude. that EG's had better practice in crew and MIBR than maybe EG over them. <laughs> I have just, like, ignoring I, the bullshit. No, I, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, man. I'm just locking in. I'm, I'm locking kinda... in on the power ranking, bro. I'm in now. <laughs> I kind of want to move, yeah, I want to move EG above Crew and MIBR. I, to me, if, if EG have an okay amount of practice, but also I just want to see them vibe out. I think if they just, I genuinely, I think if they just throw caution to the wind and go in there and have a good time, I think they could bang out some of these teams. They have good, they have good firepower. Like if, if Derek is just back to Derek and, Having a good time, not having the the, the worries Wait, and the bullshit color? with hundred thieves. Uh, nature, right? Oh, okay, nature, okay. right? 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 But uh, like, uh, if if Derek is just chilling, if he sheds the the weight of having to play for an org like hundred thieves and all the bullshit that comes along with that and the problems that, that team was having, and just goes back to where he was at before. I still rate Superman. I think he he's definitely got some potential. At the very least, the the firepower with him is well documented. Um, there's a lot of know, I, there's I a lot of weight being carried here by the word "if," isn't there? There's a lot of, a lot of ifs being required for them. Well, to be there's a lot of ifs. Well, if MIBR has good structure, they could be above them. <laughs> if Jay Z and fucking whoever go create, like, yeah, there's a lot of ifs. It's a, it's a predictive power ranking, Josh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? There's no facts to go off. But I mean, like, crew, but crew more... have. Crew have Kesnik, crew have Shy. Like, crew actually have players that are going to seriously shoot back, even if their players, even if their team is not doing. Do we have any scrim bucks? No, dude. No. I mean, we, the... we need James FF in here. Where's the where's the VLR threads? Who? What? Dude, James FF is the guy that was leaking all of the scrims. I don't know whether he still does it, but He's like, leaking all of the champ of scrims and stuff. Dream. Like, what yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes. He's leaking <laughs> it. Yes, Wait, he's just. It. Yeah, he's just following all of the people in their streams and finding the uh, the little That's match crazy. IDs. I uh, yeah, the, the hundred thieves is pounding teams. NRG's losing every scrim. Um, <laughs> That's normal. I'm I, I'm okay with I'm okay with EG being between crew and MIBR. That's fine. But I I. I I have belief that if they just have no fucking weight on their shoulders and are having a good time, 
that they'll do pretty decent. The only thing I would change in this ranking right now is the 100 Thieves G2. That's just me. I think 100 Thieves are up too high for kickoff. Oh. This is the only thing I would change. Everything else seems perfectly fine. They were too, high. They were too high when they were in seventh, you're saying, Josh? Uh, for kickoff, I think so, yeah. I, I think that team is not going to be able to turn it around. Wait, where would you put them? Probably under Furia. As I'm raising my hand. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Do you need a piss? What are you, what are you raising your hand for? <laughs> I, just, I just have a point. I wanted to be called on by the teacher. Yeah, Bala, what do you think about okay. 100 Thieves? Oh, no, it's not about that. What do you think? <laughs> All right. Well, what do you what do you EG, think generally? EG will be under MIBR because they have to pay the blood payment for last year's fucking miracle that they gave them. So that's what they gave oh, them. Oh, right, right, right. Like, okay. Fair enough. Kurt, switch them back. Oh, it's yeah, just factual. There's no shot that we can rank EG. Dude, EG are just going to lose-lose and be out when they have a really good seeding in kickoff as well. You put seven Furia and eight Hundred Thieves. Yeah? That's what I would do, but that's just for kickoff. I, I, and to be clear, I don't have very much faith in Furia either. It's just that I feel like they should be able to form better than Hundred Thieves for the very start of the year, and then we'll just see what happens with Hundred Thieves afterwards. I think Hundred Thieves yes. have a lot Let's to work off. on. A lot Hell to work yes. on. I mean... Kickoff is in three weeks. They've got yeah, they've got like twenty-five days until kickoff, something like that. Dude, they have to rebuild Rome with a fucking stick. They, they they've just got <laughs> sticks and clay, and they have to rebuild Rome. What it's not Lucia just going around beating people with sticks. What is this? About? And to be fair, like when they did lose this offseason event, like some of the rounds that they lost, they should not have lost. Like to lose the game. Who was it to? Oxygen? I don't remember who. C9, I think. They had crazy C9. first kill win rate and they yeah. just couldn't convert. They looked good. It looked better. They just couldn't close out rounds here and there due to like terrible post plants and stuff. And I don't know who mentioned it, but someone in the cast, I think it was you actually, Sideshow. You're like, these are easy fixes. I did not cast that tournament, so I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. Someone, someone, <laughs> on, the, someone on the desk. Yeah, DDK. Uh, the other. It was DDK. British man. Yeah. It's like, these are pretty easy fixes, but they looked good overall. They just didn't close out some of the really, really, like, obviously you should close out this round kind of yeah. situations. Um, yeah, maybe I'm underrating them just based on what they were doing last year. But also, the, the, the level of these teams that they're going to be playing are way better. That, that, that shit is going to happen frequently. Fair, yeah. Like, they're going to get clutched on I mean, I'm just saying, some of the problems that I did see... Yeah were very fixable things that if you like we mentioned is like a month or whatever you can go over a lot of that stuff so mm. i don't know i just think in terms of firepower they're right up there with everybody like the top four five six seven eight and then they fix some of those problems you never know yeah, yeah i'm kind of whereas I mean, kinda whereas whereas g2's initial performances Okay, sure, show matches, whatever, but they were fucking trying. Come on. They they, were fucking yeah, trying. I think they were really trying. But they had also been taking a massive break from playing uh, yeah. for a while before that. So, you know, they weren't coming into it hot. And we didn't see anything after them. You know, there was only that one tournament. Yeah, um, it looked true. It looked significantly worse than they had been in the year before. I'm kind of judging them based off how well they played in that year. But who yeah, knows? I don't know, man. I think, I, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I, I think Facts. G2 is going to need the season to really figure out how to play in partnerships. I think they're going to get their ass kind of 
That's what I think too. Well, welcome to the stage. Type That's my personal opinion as well. Kickoff in the first like few weeks of split one. Yeah. Especially because they went in. Dude, I just keep thinking about the fucking just playing Uno to win Ascension story. Like, oh, yeah, especially in comparison to them well, the year prior to like grinding the fuck out of the game. And that's how they went into last year's offseason grinding that's, the uh, crap out of the game. That was for my interview with Valen, which is on YouTube right now. You can go watch that one. Thanks for the plug, Paul. <laughs> Appreciate that. Got you, Wyatt. Got you. Um, I'm, I'm okay with G2 or Hunter Thieves kind of being there. I, I think this is. I'm cool with Hunter Thieves being there, for sure. I'm cool. With I got G2 one big question. There. What's your one big question? Who's going to be the most pissed off about this power ranking? Because I feel like mm, okay, no, that's, a, that's a great question. Actually, it's the easiest question think, in the world. Okay, easiest question in the world. Brazilians. What's the answer, Kurt? Loud is not number one. So there, there's your answer. <laughs> They're not number one. They are to me, man. I mean, we have genuinely rated <laughs> the Brazilian teams so poorly. Loud is number one. I well, mean, have we rated them poorly? Yeah, I mean, compared on what Loud achieved last year, putting them in fourth is low, but I think it's justified because of the loss of Aspas. And then Furia could end up being at the top of the middle of the pack, and we've put them at the bottom of the middle of the pack. They could, but they also lost to Global Esports, so I'm yeah. not dying yeah, to but throw that them was, up there. That game did not make any difference. That game didn't actually have an effect right, at and all. And they also the lost rankings. to Vitality, and they also... Vitality I mean, are good! Dude, yeah, safe but, and runner are correct. But, yes, but they also, are good. You can't give the same amount of bail to 100 Thieves and then, and then not give the same amount of bail to Furia. That's why but I'm saying take away all the bail. Take away all the bail. 100 Thieves, send them plunging down the rankings. No bail for anyone. <laughs> Sink all the ships. <laughs> <laughs> Plunge uh, them into the harbor. Clog up the harbor. No trading <laughs> to be done here. What is, what, what is your solution to this conundrum, Wilkinson? Burn down civilization and start again. I think it's easier uh, to make a ranking based off what we've seen the last four months than seeing the whole last year. You know, I think it's easier yeah. to do that with their like recent rosters. Fuck everything else, mm. and just based off what we've seen from the recent like these current rosters that they have, I think this is the ranking I would go with. Okay. Listen, it's it's it, finesse is a special guest. We'll hang it all on him. It'll Thank be an you. albatross around your neck, mate. Oh no, no, if it's ours. on me, loud number one, NRG yeah. number two. Thanks, <laughs> that's that's. We'll just leave it at that. I don't want any more DMs. I'm good. Are we locking it in? I'm down. Is this the confirmed power ranking for me? Yes. Type one in chat if you guys agree with our power ranking. Yeah, type any other number if you don't. <laughs> I yeah it's it's okay it's not bad I'm I'm okay with it I can live with this all right lock it in I can live with this even though I kind of want EG to be one pull I don't know who cares they're all finishing at the bottom anyway <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they have a, I hope they don't I hope everyone does I hope really everybody well. has fun <laughs> I hope they have fun and everybody wins at least one match also you guys really better good. play well or close. you're screwed like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll have bigger problems in the rankings uh, if they lose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I miss power rankings. I think that was really. our best power ranking yet, in my opinion. No. Like we say every time. No, we no I agree. It. No, because that is that is actually going to be a disastrous power ranking too. Because it's because it's kickoff. Dude, it's kickoff. The it's format is so, the so, the format is so weird that it won't actually. Can we add another number and put Riot at the bottom? 
<laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm down for that. Uh, I, it's all right, though, Josh, because it doesn't matter where they place. It just matters the the level of strength that we see them at in the tournament, even if they go out and last, you know? Yes, that's what this yes. will be judged by. That's what no one will judge it by, but that's what we'll judge it by. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we're locked in. You took a screenshot, Kurt. I mean, you don't have to do that. He doesn't that. need to. <laughs> doesn't need like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, all right. So we're all good to go. Damn, that's everything. There's no breaking news. <laughs> no, nothing has happened. Seth, I, even though this was a five-hour episode. Seth messaged me during the show. He's like, do a breaking news and talk about the Overwatch news that is happening. What? I'm like, no. They announced like an eSports the, system. No. They basically are just doing something. Something is happening oh, that, in Overwatch. It's epic. I, but I don't want to talk about I, it. This is like the longest episode of all time. And we got to go. Derek tweeted that he was joining the Overwatch team. And we gotta go. We gotta right, go. Well let's, well, let's go then. Vanessa's yeah. been up for like 20 hours at this point, bro. Like, you haven't slept? I went to the gym before. Before that, I streamed. I didn't realize this would be this long. But honestly, what? I'm locked in you now. I can do like four power no, rankings, go. bro. Let's go. All right, let's, well, let's bring up no bring up I can do a, I can do a player <laughs> ranking if you want right now. Fuck it. Oh, that's episode. Look. Let's... That's such a bad idea, man. Kurt, what graphics do you have ready? <laughs> None. <laughs> what can we pull up? Kurt's not there right now, bro. He got up for a second. <laughs> we need to extract more watch time and content. That's fine, though. We'll, Sorry, we'll just the... invite me back. We'll do a top 100 player list next I week. I bet. Next time I get into a going, game, I'll invite Dude, you. genuinely, going, in, going into Madrid, the top 20 players would go crazy with... Uh, <laughs> With you, they, those those are impossible. They're genuinely so impossible down. lists. <laughs> Always down, man. You don't know what you're signing up for. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just not funny because I'll just put people places and you guys would argue about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, fucking perfect. You're right. That's exactly. <laughs> I won't even be in an argument. I'll just be sitting there watching. <laughs> that is exactly what we do. Sounds like um, you're jailing style. <laughs> you just put right. people places and yep. then do nothing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Actually, we need to get the hell out of here. I need to All get right, out. Then, then go say goodbye, Wyatt. Okay, fine. Oh, wait, I need to give the award really quick. Oh, okay. Uh, let me just give it, and I and then I, I need to go eat. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, okay. What am I watching? Real quick, and then I'm getting the... We're getting out of here. This award, easiest one of my life. I've had COVID for the past, like, 35 days. It was ridiculous. Um, and how was I passing the time? Playing against ISOs and TDM for so many countless hours. And who did I win TDM with? Lo and behold, it was Calm's dad. We popped off together in TDM. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to Calm's dad for winning a TDM game with me. And on that note, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> because this has been the longest episode of all time. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week. For episode 164, goodbye. Bye.